welcome to the Aging Millennials Podcast. Uh, what episode are we on? <clears throat> episode nine. All right. No. Nine? Episode nine. Welcome to episode nine, everyone. We're pleased this week to have with us in studio uh, the very uh, wonderful, well-known, <laughs> hilarious, uh, friendly, pleasant to be around, Ryan Nolan. Me, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm is, happy that, to be back. That's your second rousing introduction of Ryan. That was like, it is, you know, yeah. It was I'll have to come up with something for next time. I'll have to write down some adjectives and pronouns. You could downplay it too. I could, yeah. I could be like, yeah okay, here's Ryan again. over here. <laughs> Ryan's here again. So... Welcome back. This so, is my first time in studio. I'm so stoked. Yeah, Your it's house much, is awesome. It's you much live right better. in Punta Gorda, where the place I love. So this is yeah, really you cool. Call me up and text me when you're here. You know? Yeah, for sure. I uh, well, that's what I did that this time, and now uh, we're doing a pod. So I'm very jealous that you went fishing yesterday with what Austin. Yeah, Austin. So Austin just got a new boat. Uh, Austin got a new boat. It's uh, oh, man. it's called a young. We're gonna hang out with Austin. We're gonna hang out with. Him. We gotta have him on the cast. He's still. The, that's what we were talking about, man. He's just the same same old guy. He's awesome to hang out with, and the 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 boat that he got is custom built, and it there's it's one of a kind. It's got a tower. It's got all the bells and whistles, all the doohickeys. We were going in really really shallow water. He knew right where the fish were. Running uh, flats. Yep. Yep, we ran out in Cape Hayes and uh, Turtle Bay and came across to Pirate Harbor, and it got really hot. It, oh, yeah. It got Ooh, so yeah. freaking hot. It's been extra and hot. And when you have a boat that's like a legit fishing boat, mm. you don't have a bimini on that thing. Mm. No. Mm. You know, mm. like if, oh, I'm, the if, covering. I'm, if I'm getting a boat, I'm going to get a boat that you can fish off of, but that is primarily comfortable. Yeah. 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 Like, but these guys, Same. yeah, but like these guys who do the fishing, they're like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Gets There's no the room for biminis. There's no room for big padded seats. Like we're going out to kill. <laughs> but but, yeah. you, but both of you guys didn't grow up being like huge fishermen. No, no. not at all. Right? No. Yeah. But I like not. I would. Right. Like, exactly. I totally think yeah, it's a like, super cool culture. One like, of the I, cool, I mean, I went on a a charter fishing boat once, and that was sweet. Oh yeah. Like you go on the boat, and the guy hands you the reel, and you're like. You just reel in the fish. Here it is. He he takes the fish, cleans the fish, gives you a bag of cut it's fish, cheap, and then you. Uh, it's not cheap. Yeah. I mean, I if you get horrible, a group of dudes, horrible if, experience last time I did that. <laughs> really? Uh, my uncle came down from New Jersey, and uh, we were going to go grouper fishing. So my dad found a guide, and we got a charter boat. We went out uh, to get grouper, and we're about halfway. This boat is going super slow, taking up the whole day, going out into the Gulf. We get about halfway to the Gulf, and the guy goes, "Oh, by the way, um." There's been an emergency stop to grouper season. So, oh, what a fuck? What? Like, what? Don't you get like your half no, your money back? You didn't get any money back. So, would you So, he goes out and put us over stuff? some snapper. We caught some snapper, and that was it. Well, That's geez. not like, cool. Dude, this is not cool at all. No, 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 no. You got to like, you, he knew we were going out for grouper. Right. You didn't tell us up front. You Are you sure? We get, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that he knew? Oh, he definitely knew. <laughs> well, then that's so wrong on his yeah. part. So wrong. That's a that's a pirate on the sea. And it was just there. like it was a it was, the whole thing was horrible. Like you go down into the head of the boat, and it was just like, here we are again. But poop just <laughs> overflowing everywhere. Like it was just a super dirty bathroom, and the guy was just didn't, didn't know what he was doing. It was, it was a nightmare. Well, experience. hey, hey, you know, I guess it's a it, you get a group of guys together, and 
I, like Ryan said last time, you, you get the right group of guys together, you can make anything fun. Even mm-hmm. even even a failure of a charter fishing trip, you know. But yeah. Austin Austin is the most like naturally athletic person I think I've ever met. Like he can, he's an athlete. He can whip your butt at any sport. So yeah, I bought anyway. He's he's good. He's pro- I mean I I've, I've known some pretty athletic guys, but he yeah. was always <clears throat> fastest white boy. He's strong, always strong. Good good at football, he good at baseball. Whip me, whip me, whip me. So I played football uh in 7th grade. That was the only year of my life I was like, oh, I want to play football and wear the jersey on Fridays. Like I didn't even care about That is a cool like, feeling football though. that much, but you know, like that's that's <laughs> like about as cool. Like when you're in high school and you wear a football jersey on Friday, like it that's peak I mean, you demand. You know, cool, it's yeah. America, you know. Right. We love football or whatever, yeah. but dude, I, I played with Austin. Austin was in that group and he was definitely like Oh, it's a whole different the level. Best, one of the best guys on the team, you know. Plus, he has the mindset of an athlete of a sports like team. Like he understands how that whole locker room vibe. Yeah, like, yeah. I never really got that. Like, there's kind of like whole like a locker room culture almost. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, there's yeah. A hier- hierarchy. Right. There is a culture for sure. Hierarchy. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's the best? Who? Yeah. Who's your captain? Who's your leader? But yeah, another shout out to us. He never he never came across as that like full of himself. He was a very like cool guy to everyone. Very yeah, nice he would guy. live with us for a little while in Tallahassee. He did, yeah. Those were fun times too. Yeah. We just missed a, uh, a a school of redfish, so we um, we got back to the dock and we saw Brett Ferrero there, who's just randomly. Yeah, so there was another f- awesome fisherman. Yeah, like, who so catches fish all the time. For my money, he's the best fisherman I know. Like, well, really. He's, does he, he do it like professionally? He, I mean, you see he, him on Facebook. He posts like pictures. You monger. He's oh, like one of his follow guys. Him. Yeah. He doesn't. Ha- he's not a professional charter, but he does take people out and charter like in his spare time. He he has a AC company that he he oh, runs. Okay. So that's his main gig. But he's on his boat four or five days a week. He knows where these fish are moving. So Austin and I were out and we saw a bunch of boats, probably a hundred or two hundred yards away, and. Turns out one of those boats was Brett's boat, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, man, we were on a school of five hundred fish. As soon as you cast and he, out, and your he boat, knows there's five hundred fish because he's got all the like equipment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the the Millennium Falcon there. <laughs> so we just, we missed it. We missed that school. It would have been cool to catch it, but um, yeah, I, I would definitely go. All, all I had to do was um, get a pub sub for Austin. Pub sub. Oh, that was, pub that was sub the payment. And a sixer. You're mm-hmm. good to go. Jeez, yeah." Mm-hmm. I mean, we we've me and John have talked about it for a while. I mean, living in living in Florida, I mean, a boat is the supreme man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it, it it centers. It's a whole day's worth of of recreation. It's a way to stay cool when it's crazy hot, and everybody wants to do it. Like you there have a boat. So many uses for it. You now, go tubing. You go fishing. You take it up the river and go camping. You go out on the Fourth of July with it. You take your parents out. But just know? to get a cool one, they're outrageously oh, it's, expensive. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah, I don't, you know, the upkeep is twenty grand. And the upkeep. I, I mean, twenty thousand. It's wildly for like expen- a good one. It's ironic. It's like it's wildly expensive. Like the less money you spend on a boat, the more money you will eventually spend on it to fix it. Right. Yeah, like you need to get if you're going to get a boat, you have to get a decent. Right. Engine, you got to get like a new outboard engine, or else you're going to be fixing right. it every two weeks. If you, yes, if you get a boat, the only way it would make sense for me to get a boat is to learn a lot about engines and how to fix right. it. Right, if you can mm. fix it yourself, exactly. Craig mm. Frankletti's perfect example. He's can fix anything. Like I grew up learning how to throw a football or shoot a basketball. <laughs> he had a garage in his backyard. That's the kind of guy who should be like an astronaut. Yeah. You can just you're in space, and I mean, Craig Frankletti can fix or build just about anything. Yes, he's brilliant brilliant mind so. as, as you get older and, and i work in the field of industrial machinery 
it's one of the most valuable skill sets that you can ever have is how to fix things, how to fix motors. It's ironic. To, it's, an, it's ironic that our, our best and brightest in the country are not steered towards learning how to do stuff like no. that. They're like, no, you better go and learn about, uh, you know, English or business or sociology. For sure. or something. Like, Dude, no, 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 no. Like you got to figure out how to make the, and fix things. The trades, you know, right. the trades are becoming less and less, um, popular people and, don't want and to do if it. you learn a trade but more and more in need you know what i mean like exactly. there's That's such a mean. need for electricians well, like, say you and go to, plumbers say you go to and... school for business yeah like you're much more likely to have success at business if you go to school to learn how to fix air conditionings and then do that for 10 years and save up some money and open an air conditioning business other than just graduating college with a business degree and going like oh i'm gonna open up a quote business in something like yeah. you don't know anything about anything yeah well there, my theory on that is that you know, our culture at large in America plays a huge role in how, you know, obviously we shape our life. And when we're teenagers, like being an electrician or it's a plumber like, doesn't it's look like sexy. It's like a blue collar thing. It it's is like, no, total no. blue collar right. thing. Yes. And it doesn't look sexy at the time. You know, it looks like, well, you know, I'll go get an English degree. And you don't, you go in another direction that has no direction. But even if you didn't use it, like if you, like me, I went to school for business, right? Yeah. Like most of what I know about business and use in my daily life in business, I didn't learn from college. Like I would have been better off if I went to school for like, you know, learning how to fix engines or electrical engineering or something and then didn't even use it. Mm, right. Just went mm. into business and, and something then else, but it. then have that knowledge for life. Yeah. I, I feel the same way about that. But that's just not how it works. You know, it just that's uh, for the way the direction the country was going and that's the way it was pumped into our parents' heads was go to college got to get to college right. at period. all costs yeah. right and that became the cultural you know and thing. just the best college you can get into for whatever you can get into right. for when in reality you look at a college and it's like how many jobs can you get out of a college degree now of course there's doctors lawyers yeah. whatever pharmacists whatever like very specific lanes right <laughs> that's, that's doctors it. lawyers it's like other than that you're in, like in the workforce you're just another guy right well Brittany told me I, we, here in florida we don't really have these we have like these technical colleges but in like up in connecticut Brittany told me they have a lot of technical high schools mm. so when you go to high school instead of going to a regular high school you go to like a trade high school we have that here do we yeah votech I thought that was like a college. No, it's a it's a high school to go learn trades. Oh, yeah. I don't. I mean, which is cool. Yeah, um, it's very cool. But I don't remember ever like coming to go a point learn how in to be a mechanic. Life, go where learn they how were to like, be okay, want to go to Votech or regular? But it has this. Right. But it has this vibe of like, hey kid, you got caught shoplifting. Exactly. And now it does. Now you're, like now you're on probation or something. It's like you so, feel like you're in trouble. Right. Learn to to learn a trade, kid. You're never you know? gonna amount to anything. So you need to go to this school. Right. Right. You don't have the brain. So you need to learn how to use your hands, right. which is bullshit. Yeah, that is bullshit. But in all fairness, it is a, like um, like I've seen in my industry, the, the life of a technician is hard. Like it is. It's you, early mornings. Early you know, mornings. It's you work, hot. Your, your, your hands. You literally yeah. Cuts and eat your hands and, right, up, right. and you know you're on the road. If you're like a traveling technician, all the time you're living on the road. But you make a lot of money. And you have like great benefits. I always remember Chase Ventroni's dad he was a mechanic and his hands were always like, oh, yeah, just greasy. Yeah. Ate up. Like, yeah. ate up. Yeah, I do remember that. Mm, for sure. Well, I mean, when you were going into college, did you have a clear vision of like what you wanted to be? Not, no, not at all. Like, how many people ever get that? I um, wanted to make Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> 
yeah, um, advertising, yeah, marketing. I, I wanted to do that. I, th- I just thought that would be the coolest right. thing. You were marketing, yeah. That. And then I went into instead of a media production role, um, I joined the advertising school because it was harder to get into, and there were no guys in it. And so mm-hmm. I thought that no I, guys in advertising school. Yeah, we We've had come a long way since Mad Men. Huh? Yeah, our yeah, it's it's more of a female um, pointed role, I guess. There we, there was. A, 12 people in my well, you know why? Because now I think it's probably a lot more focused on like social media advertising and women seem to be better at that. Maybe I'm that's sexist or I'm wrong, but yeah, um, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but <laughs> it's it. it I, I just I was one of two guys out of 12 people in our advertising group. Wow, that's wild. It, it, yeah, only 12 people a year got in. So I was you think of the th- advertiser and you think of like the guy with the martini, like with the lucky strike ad. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's right. hard. It's it, we really have. It's good in a way because we women fought really hard to have that not be the case mm-hmm. since the fifties. Mm-hmm. Like it's it has switched, but so it's, it's crazy like, that it's gone total one eighty. Yeah, that's dude. Funny. Dude, women women ha- are now by far uh, graduating college at a much higher clip than men are buying homes. Uh, oh yeah, like really? Oh yes, they're the number one uh, buyer demographic was a single woman. Huh. We got a lot of power women now. Yeah. Anyways, I always wanted to, when I was in college, I, the, all the jobs I tried to get when I was about to graduate, I always wanted to work in the music industry and be like a, work with a music producer or a, A&R for records or something like that. But boy, that's a hard industry yeah, to crack. Oh gosh, I think hard. Sproul did an internship in London at a, at a label. That's super cool. I mean, yeah, if, was you, if you get your there, foot yeah. in the door in a situation like that, you got to just grind and just get coffee and do what whatever you got to do to get to like yeah, stay there. If you can such stay there a, for a little bit right. of time, you're in. He it was the label that does uh, Florence and the Machine. Oh, I believe. Cool. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. He'll listen to this and he'll correct me. But guys, insanely gifted with a music musical ear and what's he up to these days? He. Uh, was unemployed for just a little bit through COVID, and he just texted me the other day and said that he got a, a new job. So I'm stoked for him. Cool. Um, in, New, in New York, he's in New York. He's City in New York or New Jersey. I'm pretty sure New York. Um, yeah. but awesome guy. I saw him at uh, Kyle and Whitney's wedding, and um, K Dow or Kevin Gadowry. Kevin Gadowry. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, what he's doing, working for an NFL team or something, right? He's the yeah. filming guy. Yeah. So we're actually all in a, in a group chat and, um, Kevin refuses to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just, he, that's odd to me. Cause yeah. he's not that kind of guy. What's his, what's his beef? I don't know. I think he's just wants to like, we all talk about everything, everything that you guys talk about. We talk about in our group chat. And Kevin just refuses. I think he just wants to be that We've guy. We've been getting a All lot right. of shade from Sean Duffy. Sean Duffy. On the internet. What? he's like our first hater. Really? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. text him right now. Well, he's going to be on the show in September. But he's on the I internet think he's, telling he's, everybody he's, our show sucks. Yeah, he's just so, he's so is, being facetious. Is he going to come on and just say, you guys, like, you guys suck? I don't want to be here. <laughs> I guess. I well, <laughs> you guys run the show, so you can kick him off. Yeah. I mean, that's it's nice when you have all the power. Yeah, <laughs> you can make all the choices. You're the arbiter. You kind of have a switchboard there. You need to. Oh, dude, I'll turn that sound. sucker right down. Yeah, I'll turn him right down. <laughs> so like, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. What's that? <laughs> no, but I mean, I take that as uh, the biggest sign of that you've made it. If you have a hater, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if, if is the nobody... Aging Millennials the the most polarizing podcast <laughs> on the airwaves? <laughs> well, we're we're uh, wildly conservative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. No, we're not. <laughs> Gosh, is anything not uh, 
wildly polarizing these days. It feels like you open your mouth and you're a wild. I'm getting wild. Someone's more, I'm hate feeling you. more, more going to be I, mad. That I'm a libertarian. Yeah. Libertarian. I'm, I'm, I just, I'm leaning more and more towards libertarian. I'm going the opposite way. <laughs> that there should, we should not be allowed to do anything. Um, no, not that extreme. When I was first registered to vote, I registered as a libertarian. Really? I, I learned it in Miss Beisner's class. I was like, this is the shit. The, right. This the, is the like, party of freedom. Yeah. Stay out of, of my business. Exactly. Let me do what and I I'll want. Stay out of yours. And the more, the older I get, um, the more heart I have. I, the more I realize that certain types so, of people... So libertarians are, are not like helpful enough to people in need. No, the, libertarians are selfish by nature, mm-hmm. I think. But, I think but that's a lot it of it has to do with they, they believe that the help will come if you only worry about yourself because it's like the free market. No, that's not... No. Well, a, a libertarian believes if you keep all... If you let people keep all of their own money and you don't pay taxes that... Out of goodwill, they will. Inst- no, like, that that the part, government that part's horseshit. The government, it, it is yeah, the government. No, I, will, I would say I would be a libertarian, but with paying taxes. Right, like, you got to pay taxes. Right, but it, but all the others, every virtually every other tenet of libertarianism makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So okay, let me ask you a hypothetical. Um, Matt Sparks opens a um, pine cone, decorative pine cone company <laughs> uh, based out of Florida. And in order to make these decorative pine cones, which are selling for a pretty penny on the open market, um, wildlife in the Everglades has to die, or wildlife mm-hmm. in Charlotte County has to die, or the creeks have to die. But because he's a pine cone salesman and, I, and he wants the government to stay out of his business, um, you know, they can't tell him not to kill the, the well, when ecosystem. I, when I looked up libertarianism on their website, mm-hmm. They apparently are pretty, pretty environmentally conscious. Like they're for, like the Libertarian Party is trying to be more like able to actually exist. Which you can't, and in this day and age, you can't say. But the whole thing is deregulation. Dereg that, and that's well, right, but not that. complete deregulation. Uh, the, I think the more extreme. You yeah, go, I mean, obviously the crazy Libertarians would no, everybody just do whatever they want. But like, like it's abolish, abolish party, the EPA. Abolish the Libertarian the, Party w- believes in environmental protection. Well, I I believe in it. Right, I, of and, course. And there's a, these big like sugar manufacturers and water manufacturers that are hurting the environment, hurting the ecosystem and mm. because they don't want any government intervention I mean, that's, that's or regulation. Super, it's super dangerous. important for mm. to take care of the, like you can't give your kids a it's like if you if you get an Airbnb or something like you need to leave it in at least as good of shape as you got it. Mm. Or if not better. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't sit here and every successive generation gives their kids a crappier environment. Right. We got to stop that. The issue is if we all existed, let's say, brand new in a vacuum, like you race, like everything that has happened up to this point, and you put the tenets of libertarianism in play, maybe it could work. But they're so, like, it's sort of letting things run wild and free and and hoping humans can help self-govern themselves on some natu- on some natural level there's too much disparity there's too much ma- there's too much poverty people, there's people there's, need help and there's too much of like corporations that run our life that run our the way what, is, what I, we I eat would, like, how we live the i way would we do say things. that like there uh, certain corporations seem awfully evil to me like like just um amazon I mean, obviously, uh, there's that's a lot inter- of gray That's an area. interesting one. That's an interesting I one. mean, Amazon has, has also really opened the door for people who need to have packages. Like, Amazon creates a lot of opportunities for people. They create a lot of jobs. They allow people to get 
tools for trades that they would otherwise not get. Like Amazon has a lot of good things going for it. Okay, you know, it's their, the biggest their workers, centralized their workers store are in, the in such a rush they have to pee in a water bottle. <laughs> Sorry, that's really not as horrible as some things that have happened in industry in American. They don't industry. pay any taxes. Well, they don't make any money. Yes, they do. Oh, not they had the really. richest guy in the world owns Amazon. You ju- are you trying to claim Amazon doesn't make any money? Technically, they just started making money. Oh, you- um, I don't know if that's true. Their stock's trading at like $2,000 a share, $2,500 a I, share. I guess we'd have to look at the nuts and bolts of it to realize. But I, mean, I was I reading mean, something about them. They don't pay any corporate taxes. In fact, they got paid like over $100 million to file their taxes like through some loophole. Well, and it's, all, it's all how you organize your finances. And I think those loopholes are wrong. I agree. I think if your revenue is here, you should pay this much. And I think if your revenue is down low, you, you should pay. You still pay this I, much. I, I, lo- I, lo- I, I love the that's, segue. that's sticky, though. Because why should a guy who makes $100,000 pay 40% taxes and a guy who makes $50,000 pay 20% taxes? That's no, not fair. I think the percentage should be the same. Oh, right. Yeah, I or agree. flat yeah. tax. Like flat, a flat tax. tax. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the percentage should be the same. Yeah. I don't, I I don't think that a guy like me or... Gabby and I were making 150 combined, and we have to pay, you know, thirty thousand dollars in taxes or whatever it is. And then Amazon gets paid a hundred million to do, to do their taxes, and they're a billion dollar company. And everyone who works for Amazon has to pay right thirty percent. I think I think this is a great segue, and I think this is one of the I as obviously there's an upcoming election for. All of time here in American politics has been between the Republicans and Democrats. Taxation is the number one, probably, uh, among other social issues and whatever. But probably when it comes down to it, the nuts and bolts of it, it's about right. taxation and business. How do, we, how do we run the country? And when you look, like, for example, when you say Amazon doesn't pay any taxes, all the Republicans will come out and say, well, look at Amazon as an employer. Mm-hmm. And as a humongous machine that is creating all this wealth for the country, obviously, when you say they don't pay taxes, they employ a bunch of people who pay taxes, and they, 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 it all circulates back into the economy somehow one way or the other. But what Democrats are saying is how can a company with like whatever, I, I don't know, $100 billion in revenue not pay anything? Well, because they had up until very recently outrageous debt. Their liabilities outweighed what they were making. So they weren't making any money. They were just paying off all the debt that it took for them to buy Mercedes delivery vans and gigantic fulfillment centers and cardboard boxes and the products themselves and pay people and advertising and all this stuff. Right. Is that right? Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's right. And Jeff I'm, Bezos became wealthy because one, he the, the company, although it's had a massive debt is still valuable as an entity because it will eventually soon become profitable. Right. So it's still worth, I don't know, almost probably almost. How a does he dollars. have two hundred billion dollars personally? Well, he doesn't have two hundred billion dollars in cash. His net worth. His net mean, worth is right because he owns Amazon a substantial stock. part of Amazon, which is itself worth hundreds of billions of dollars. It's so crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's one of those guys. Like, if he drops a penny, he bends over. And I saw he, a really he good, twenty-five grand yeah, or whatever. I saw a really good right. video with Elon Musk explaining this. He's like, Elon Musk is like, everybody says I'm worth whatever billions of dollars, but it's not like I have this money sitting in the bank. I mean, I own it's a company. Te- yeah. Tesla, Tesla is worth this. Tesla has this much assets and liability. I own the Boring Company. The Boring Company has this. You know what I mean? It's complicated, right? 
but it's the tenants the the whole basis of it is the tenants of it is if you you reward the risk takers and you reward the people who are willing to create these businesses and if you tax them then you might be able to get a small chunk of their money but then you'll inhibit growth exactly. you'll inhibit growth if you say and in end you'll you'll inhibit tax revenue if you say because, as soon as you make a hundred million dollars your tax rate is 60 percent yeah. Everybody's going to be like, screw you then. I'm not going to try and make $100 billion. I'm going to try to make $99 million. Right. And then open up another company. Right. And the Republicans say, well, accept it for what it is. And that if if you tax these people, it's just, there's no matter what, no matter what you do, if you tax the richest people, it's going to hurt the economy. It's going to hurt. Uh, so just let it go where it's going to go in the money and let the chips fall where they may. What I think is interesting. But where the chips are falling are... Up and the and the rich are getting richer and 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 the poor are getting poorer and poorer and poorer and poorer and poorer. So we're headed towards an inevitable clash. That's already happening in front of our eyes right now. I mean the the it's it's all relative. Like Jeff Bezos is wildly wealthy, and people that work at McDonald's have very little. Right. But it's not like this is a new thing. It's in the time of. Van, the Vanderbilts, the Vanderbilts had, uh, you know, it was maybe $50 million, but the guy who was working at a restaurant had a lot less than the guy who's working at McDonald's now. You know what I mean? The gap is, I would say, probably remained near the same. It's just the numbers are different. I see what you, I get your point, but it's, it's not, it's not like, um, I don't think the richest people now are richer compared to the poorest people than they were in the time of the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts. Look, the the we this whole conversation goes back to taxation and I think when when you you have this conversation, the bigger one is where the government is spending the money, right? So when you look at the government budget is like 4 trillion dollars right now. That's our budget our yearly budget for the government spends on everything, on all the programs and our tax revenue is Three trillion dollars. Yeah, it's a problem. We're literally running at a trillion dollars, and this year, because of the coronavirus, we printed like but six I always, trillion dollars. I always dollars. try and keep in mind. First of all, it's, <laughs> it's not sustainable by any means. The amount of, yeah. of national debt that we're racking. And up, what are we getting for that money? Is a bigger point. What are we getting for well, that I would, money? They're I would spending. Point, I would point this out. Right, it sounds like an, a wild amount of money. Right, but compare the United States to your personal household. Right, say you have a, a house that's worth two hundred thousand dollars, and you have whatever, so-and-so much uh, of a mortgage, so-and-so much debt, right? The United States has national debt, but how much value, asset value, is there in the United States? Almost uncountable trillions. Every home, car, tank, subway, car, airplane, everything in the United States, relative to the national debt, the national debt's actually... A small percentage of the of the value that's in the country. So what are you what are you proposing? We sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we don't need to necessarily freak out about it as much as we are. I'm not yeah. saying freak out about the national. I, I'm I'm talking about what are we getting like as a society if our government is spending three trillion dollars already. Well, a what hell are we getting? A lot back? of bombs for one. Exactly, exactly. One third of that is the military budget. Our the United States military is twice the size of any other military in the world Mm -hmm. it's twice the size of china's military not to say anything of you know poland or (laughs) any other country in the the world it's like we they're we're they're dwarfed in comparison by our sheer number of fighter jets and aircraft carriers well i don't know about you guys but i think the only way for us like to have some to stabilize across the board is to have some form of universal health care 
and for us to have a, our ha- healthcare system is completely it's, screwed. It's collapsing. I it's mean, completely. And screwed. for anyone to go, for anyone out there to look and go, oh, let's just keep the free market uh, healthcare system. And you know it, what? If it was an absolute if it was disaster, a true, if it was a true free market healthcare system, I I would say yeah, that that is better. But when you get into the situation where you have these insurers who are dealing with everything, that the insurers get different prices for things than a normal person would. If you walked in off the street and got a broken arm fixed from a hospital and didn't have insurance, they would bill you ten grand. Yeah. And if you had insurance, they would bill the insurance company two grand. It's completely broken. That's fucking wrong. That's, yeah. And get get this: and implementing a universal healthcare system will be like not easy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's going to be there's going to be a lot of arguing, a lot of being, but we have to do it. For the kids, man. <laughs> For the kids. <laughs> yeah. But the problem that you have is, I used to know this guy who was an ambulance driver, and, you, and which is a would, cool job. It's a cool job, way. yeah. But he would get so pissed because people would call for an ambulance if they had like uh, their pinky was messed up. Yeah. Like now he's going and picking them up in the ambulance, taking them to the hospital. It's like this whole wildly expensive process mm. for somebody to fix some stupid minor little thing that they should have the ambulance uh companies are private they're not owned by the hospitals in most cases mm. um this big company that matt degata worked for who's an emt or ems emt i think emt firefighter emergency here. medical technician yeah so he's here but he used to work for this company called ambitrans right. which is a contractor for hospitals. Right. So, yeah. But if, but if you have hospitals. universal health care, now you got this private company that picks people up, takes them to the hospital. The hospital pays for the ambulance. Yes. And the taxpayers pay for the hospital to pay for the ambulance. Exactly. So how do you keep everyone from just going to the hospital and going and calling ambulances for every damn thing? Well, because... And bankrupting the system. Because just like a lot of things in America, hospitals are ran like businesses. They're like corporate. They're like little companies. Like right. they, every every company, every hospital, every hospital has has like a board. The, but if the consumer isn't held to personal account for costs associated with healthcare, then the this it will people will run rampant with waste. Well, well, you see, that's where where Americans get let's say scared because that's where you'll have to have someone at, attending and saying who gets what when there's someone doling out it out you, you don't just get whatever you want in a free so you'll have to a, call sit, call up the hospital and say oh my god i have an emergency send an ambulance what's your emergency and then you're gonna have to go through this questionnaire with a government sure. employee sure i don't somebody if my if somebody in my family gets hurt and i need an ambulance to come to my house i'm gonna be pretty pissed if i have to deal with the government well then how about this how about this we have a public we have a public one and then we have a private one you have to pay out of pocket for the the public one will get overrun with calls and the private one will be like (laughs) a million dollars on that one because yeah they'll charge me whatever they want and all the halfway decent doctors will go to the private one where they can actually make some money what a mess i mean look there are countries with this system in place already canada a lot of european countries you know, it's working. The United States ain't Canada. <laughs> when uh, you go to Canada and you go from Washington and across the border into Canada, Vancouver, there's, there's this lovely modern architectural building and it's shiny and clean and nice. And you pull up and you go in and there's a nice counter and they say, hi, how you doing? Welcome to Canada. <laughs> um, that was John's Canadian. That was John's Canadian voice. Hey. Eh? They, oh, you know, you're issued a denim jacket. Nice to see you. And then when you turn around <laughs> and come into the United States, 
it's like going you just go through the gnarliest like manhattan looking dirty graffiti toll booth thing you've ever seen in your life like canada is a lot nicer than the united states is they have a lot less people they have a lot they have a lot more wealthy people they take care of their stuff a lot better than we do <laughs> they take care of their stuff well i don't know obviously this is something that's not even going to come up in this election. I think the healthcare is like, whatever. We'll yeah, deal we with that. <laughs> we got we'll, bigger fish to fry. We'll, we'll yeah. deal with that next time. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> but, uh, uh, we are something exciting in my life. We're refinancing our house. Oh, this nice. is the, great. That's the time to do it. We, I, I we just, just did moved that. in here, so we can't yet. Yeah. Is there a, a limit or a term? It's like a couple. Years. Well, actually, it has to do with that we own a business, so we have to. We haven't owned the business for long enough to be able to. We had to do like a weird financing thing uh-huh. in our house, so we have to own it for another year before we can properly refinance. Count down the days, man. I know it's unbelievable. Yeah, I just I just refied. Nice mm-hmm. to another thirty yeah, year. Everybody to should a fifteen be right year. Now. Yeah, we did a fifteen year. Did yeah. your price go up a little bit? My monthly payment went up just a little bit. Same, but uh, the interest rate dropped a point and a half. Yeah, so we were at four seven five, which is not good, um, and so our monthly payment is sixteen twenty five. There's going to be some it's long-term sweet, sweet fallout from that. So then, a lot of a lot of money is when created. We, we refied to a 1.99. Uh, our monthly payment went up to seventeen fifty. So we increased our monthly payment by one hundred thirty bucks, and now we get fifteen years free. So we're, we're saving one hundred fifty k right in right. ta- our uh, interest. That's wild. Yeah, it's I couldn't. Well, I, it's amazing when you sign up for mortgage and it's like this is the amount that you're getting a mortgage for, and this is the amount that you will pay us, and it's literally double, double, yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> on a thirty are year. Are you kidding? Yeah, me. I was getting very. It's hard. Sick. It's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> the, we were doing the the math, and it's like I'm paying, you know, right now sixteen hundred twenty bucks, and like two hundred bucks goes to the house, and the rest goes right. to the bank. Get out of here, dude. Why do you think mortgage is such a big, humongous business? They're trading big bundles of mortgages. It's one of the biggest like uh, financial you know, movements of the country. That's the thing. You, <clears throat> It's hard to understand because it's complicated. But the long, what the long-term fallout of all of this Fed dropping the interest rate to zero is going to be, because there are going to be long-term consequences for it. But the economics of it are so complicated that Gosh, it's hard to understand so exactly what that's going to be. But you can't just make a change as intense as this and not have something happen from it. Yeah. I just fell asleep during economics class. So I don't I don't know. Like, just want to pay my mortgage and live a simple life, you know? I'm Go to the grocery man. store and <laughs> enjoy my shuffleboard on the weekend. Whittle, whittle my jam spreaders. Make and... my home beef jerky. <laughs> Do you, are you doing a jam spreader? I made one. I, it's I have first, it. It's up it, on that shelf over there. It's the first thing that I... By uh, the plant. It's the first thing that I whittled, yeah. That's a... That was a fun one. Are you uh, still doing uh, yeah, here, leather here. working? I'm get some. <laughs> this is this is John's st- going back into his uh, <laughs> laboratory. This is his thing now. He's like you know he makes uh, leather oh, leather goods. I want to give you this, but I don't know if you're gonna want it. Awesome, because my wife and Matt don't like it because it's got <laughs> brown on the back. And black and blue on the front. Actually, I mean, I've warmed up to it. I like um, I like the blue. It's pretty cool. The black and blue is really nice. But the brown doesn't go. Like it needs to either be all black and How blue. How did you or come up with uh, Cutlass and Scabbard? Um, it's an know. awesome name. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, a lot of these. This leather logo guys, is very cool. Thanks. Yeah, I made it myself. A lot of these leather guys have companies where they're like these um, 
two word names. It just seems to go with leather, like craft and lore is one of them. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, we're on the pirate coast thing here. Yeah. I thought I'd go at it with like a little bit of a pirate vibe. Uh, are these for sale in your, in your shop? Uh, I, <laughs> the first one that I put in there got stolen. Oh, from my shop. Someone stole it. Someone stole from it your shop? from in my shop. Fisherman's yeah. Village. Because you definitely recognize that someone paid for it. You're like, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, now I have a, a computer system in the store. Where I keep track of all of our inventory. Uh huh. And it's gone, and it's still in the inventory. Maybe Somebody it's behind. It. A... I looked pretty hard for it. Man, that sucks. Somebody walked out with this it. This is but, awesome. You know, the Thank one you good so thing is that someone saw it as something. You know, like it's so attractive well, that I'm, someone also, wanted to steal it. The whole it. thing with it is Italian leather, American craft, pirate soul. Right. Yeah. So somebody was like, "Pirate soul, okay, in the pocket. Pirates. It says it on thieves. It has a pirate soul. So I can't get too mad. I always thought if I started my own shop, it'd be my uh, obviously your number one thing is like, when someone steals from you, you feel so violated. Yeah, it sucks. Like, yeah, you just wanted to beat that guy up. My family trying to. I mean, you know what I mean. I'm not. Not Walmart. Not that yeah. I could understand stealing from Walmart, but it's different stealing from Walmart than stealing from some dude's store. You know? They just write it off, you know? Right. That's what everybody thinks. It's like with all these riots, they're like, oh, they have insurance. It's fine. All right. Let's talk about some funny shit. Yeah. Let's try. I always talk about politics and shit on here. I asked my... Uh, it's a political world. My buddy, Craig Riccardi. You remember Craig? Yeah, I know Craig. Yeah. I said, you know, I'm going on John Matt's podcast tomorrow. What should we talk about? I said, do you have any big discussion topics? He goes, I, I want to know if you guys think you can unravel your belly button. <laughs> unravel your belly button? I, and I said, what do you mean? I said, do you think you can? He goes, I don't know, but I'm not digging in there and twirling around and finding out. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. Man. And then he wanted me to, um, yeah, it is a weird thing to say. Because your guts are in there. Yeah. It's where your mom used to feed you. Yeah. No, you don't unravel your belly button. That's very, very odd. Maybe if you're an Audi and you t- twisted it really hard. I've seen some big Audis. Coach James, Mark James has the biggest Audi I've ever seen. Audis are kind of weird, but you ever stick your finger in your belly button? That's that's an odd sensation. It is. My wife... Mine has so much like, lint. <laughs> like, don't even say the word belly button around her. Around She's who? Totally freaked out by belly button. Who? Brittany. Brittany is? She's freaked out <laughs> she by the word. doesn't want anyone near her belly button. She doesn't want to touch her own belly button. She doesn't want anyone to talk about belly buttons. Like, forget it. James Degeta digs in his and makes me smell it. <laughs> oh, that's horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, horrendous is a good word. Yeah. He's, he's not a small man either. So he that's, put his there's... butt on my head one time. He's a bully. Remember that? He's you a used fucker. To, used to, you would quote, you would ass people? Yeah. Got ass. <laughs> put your ass on somebody? <laughs> Oh, the youth. Yeah, the, I know. Uh, we were pretty, pretty out of control with that stuff. You guys had Zussman on, and um, one of Zussman's uh, parlor tricks is he can move his balls up and down <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. It's awesome. You could make money from that if you needed to. I'm, but if you're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're down on your luck. Different kind of ball juggler. You just be like, hey, you guys, you know, go in a bar or something? Yeah, dude. Bet, bet thinking, people. How do you do if that? If you were in a bar and, and you, you, could, you could bet anyone that... Uh, you could do that and people would take that bet. <laughs> nah, you can't do that. But I'm just saying, what muscle is doing that? I'm like thinking, I'm like, that I has, can bring them both up. That's together. the scrotus. <laughs> no, the scrotus yeah. maximus. He can do them individually, man. It's awesome. I'm actually, we should FaceTime him right now. <laughs> we should get him. He'd be like, ah, give me a second. Hold on. Let me take a video. I'll do it. 
Bob's brother John can put a, a pine needle through his nutsack. <laughs> like pierce it? Yeah. Or is there like a hole there? I think there must be a hole. I don't know. We were in Boy Scout camp together. John ran. <laughs> and we were sharing a tent. That kid's And we were just up late talking and, he, and it, somehow it came up. Boy. Those and, kids were so fucking crazy. <laughs> they were so weird. John was... Well, Rick was probably the weirdest. John was yeah, super I weird. I really but, knew Rick. I was pretty good friends with John. John... Oh, God. I Remember that mean... Was it a cat or a dog, I think? Yeah. Like, Frankie. Like, Frankie yeah. bit Matt. Bit me. me. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Like my aunt used to have this cat that was just like straight up hateful, super mean. Don't go cat. near the cat. It's gonna mess you <laughs> up. Like I just think that's funny. Like, yeah. Really mean. Frankie animal. bit you on your stomach or so, your back. So <laughs> that's a when, bad place to get bit by a dog. This, this is when me and Bob were tight, and we, we we were. I went over to his house, and he's like, before we went in. I remember we he yeah he would do that when he, he would go like, to Bob's house like, he would have to get the, the screen. Warning. He's like he's like Matt, listen, dude, listen, bro. <laughs> he's like, I got this he's dog. like I got I got and he's mean as hell, dude. And I'm like, dude, how how how, how mean could be his little? He's like, no, it's a man. wiener dog. Yeah, it's a, it's a, wee, doc, it's a tiny a little wiener yeah. dog. So I'm like, awful. so he's like, here's what we're gonna do. He had a plan. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> when, when you go in, I'm gonna we we're I'm gonna give you a treat. And you just gotta feed him right away, like, so he likes like, you. Kind of like Millie, it's the same way. Like, so like, she's like doesn't like you. And he's like, you give her his parents are involved in this. It's like this is like the mean, angry, like like animal tucked away in the back room. So I, I go in the kitchen. They're like, here, here, just just go down and just just feed it to me. <laughs> and he just so, wasn't having it. So no, I take I take I take the little treat, and we're in the kitchen. And they let him out he of the room. They let him out of the room. He runs up to me, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, all right, here, here. And I feed him. He eats the trees. He's then he ate all the and trees. He up and that's me. the problem. And he jumped up and he bit my stomach. Wow. Like, and he went like, he got, a, he got me pretty bad. Bob also had the fattest cat. Yeah. <laughs> Brutus. Like, of all time. Best cat ever, dude. So dude, that cat was so bad. It was 25 pounds. I've Easy. always I've always had an issue with people who are like defend their mean animals. Like I understand once you get a dog and if it is what it is, a personality, if it's mean, it's mean or yeah, whatever. But that's funny because it doesn't seem like like if you had a dog and you beat the hell out of it and it was mean, that makes sense. But it seems odd to have a dog that you're just friendly to and then it's just as its demeanor is mean like, just that like for the, no reason. It's, it's I don't like think you, you can help that. Yeah. I think some human, I like, was some dog, human beings are mean as hell. You can't, you can't do, you can't help it with a cat at all. <laughs> Cats are just they're they're some of them are the, just the ill-tempered. The yeah. per- personality in a cat so is just boring. One of our cats is he loves us. He loves me and Gabby. And then when people come over, they try to pet it, and it it like claws Scratch, at them, scratching. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that sucks. I'm like, Gabby, what are we gonna do about this? And she's just like, well, he's our cat. He loves us. I don't care. <laughs> No, yeah, and in, yeah. in some ways, it's good. Like, I know I keep comparing my daughter to an animal, but <laughs> it's good be- sometimes because you don't really want him to be friendly with everyone. Like, that's what makes him yours. Right. But I don't yeah. want him to be You don't want him people. to be vicious and, yeah. like, rip people's guts out of them. Yeah, like Frankie did to Matt. Right. Yeah, Frankie. Screw that. Dude, Frankie. the stomach. If you could say what's the worst place for a dog to bite you other than your scrot, <laughs> it would be your stomach. Yeah, for your throat. Yeah, it was rough. It w- it was not cool. That's and like the main thing that you protect is your mm-hmm. stomach. If you're ever in a, you know what I mean. If you yeah. ever have to like protect yourself, it's all your internal just, organs, right. man. But I had I was one of those kids with an issue. Like I growing up in the ranchettes, there was a lot of wild oh, yeah. wild lot of dogs running around, out there. and I got chased down a couple times. And um, it's cool. There's out there, though. certain certain breeds though, like 
German Shepherds, Pit Bulls, Rottweilers. And just like you said, right? You just said a second ago, like, they smell your fear. I used to hate that. Because I'm like, well, just don't be scared then. <laughs> you know? There, and, and, and how many houses, how many houses that you'd go over, you'd go over to the, some guy's house. And the worst to me, I even the ones that are outwardly aggressive, you're like, okay, I know he's aggressive. He's there. He's running at me. It's the ones that sit there, like... Scary you near me is the, the like super quiet growl, right. which exactly. is the one tooth, yeah. like the one side of the mouth lifted up, like I will fucking kill like you. He's about, yeah. Yeah. He's ready about to bite to, your Achilles. He's about to snap. Because they're like, like people. Like the ones you got the loudest ones are the ones that are just talking have the biggest bark, but not the biggest bite. But the, yeah. the quiet ones, yeah, those are the ones you gotta the mean looking quiet ones, those are the ones you gotta watch out for. You gotta let them smell you, man. You gotta I, let dogs smell you. You're supposed to give them your fist. Yeah, I red. think you go the palm. I, the the like way that you're supposed to do it is you give them. You're supposed to let them smell your fist, stink fist, stink fist. Stink fist. It's, a, it's not. Stink I fist, think your but. palms out is a more uh, unassuming um, approach. I thought you just did the Caesar Milan thing. Go go. I'm gonna start doing that with people, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna do that with people, especially at your job. If somebody starts giving you a yes, excuse me, sir, were you speeding? <laughs> so we've had this discussion before. I think we should bring it into a public forum. What's that? <clears throat> so that anyone can chime in. Um, what would win in a fight? <laughs> a, a mean, like Rottweiler, pit bull type attack dog, uh-huh. or a, a bobcat? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which just the way that I said that would clue you into that I think a bobcat would lose in every instance of that fight. So just so you know, I brought I brought this up to uh, Sam Ashball in a in a actually in, that he would know in like, a Facebook message, and it showed that he saw it and he didn't respond. So Sam, uh, Sam. I think he's like these trivial. Me- he's Sam's like Sam's probably w- seen that Woods, fight happen. Woodsman. But what a dude! What a letdown! He didn't answer. He did not answer. That's the so guy I need the answer. <laughs> Sam, from. No, we, we need your answer. Yeah, he is the authority. In, what is he doing? He's he's putting out fires in the Everglades. Putting out fires in the Everglades, <laughs> doing control. Breaking burn. up dog and bobcat fights. I mean, basically, that's got to be thirty percent of the job. So, at first glance, when I was asked this question by John and Matt, I was like, "Bobcat, one hundred percent." But then I looked. Bobcats th- are sissies, dude. They're just cats with short tails. Yeah, I didn't realize the size. It, I think a bobcat would be able to take a dog that is. It's at its own size. Like a Labrador, a bobcat could put up a fight against. No, because even a lab is like 40 or 50 pounds. I think bobcats are on like 20, Yeah, but they're not pounds. vicious. You know, like a Rottweiler is vicious. You right. guys are t- totally discounting two elements of this. And that is, number one, the speed of a bobcat is yeah, for superior escaping. to an animal or for to escaping. a dog. And the second thing is the use of the claws. Yeah, they do this, have... Rottweilers have claws too. And oh, and they can, Not even close. They can't, not even close they to a bobcat's They don't claws. have the, the, the movement. But, that, a, that. but you could take a Rottweiler and have a, a cat slash it full on across the face with its talons. Mm. And the dog would just keep on coming. Yeah. Like a, a cat swipe is not going to stop There's a, no, a wild rabbit dog. No, the dog's jaws... The bite pressure, the bite of death. If the dog got like a, a direct hit, then yeah, it would be a. It would be. I would a say a, a better question would be a Rottweiler versus like a Panther, like a Florida Panther. That's more of a fair fight. I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah, the Panther. A panther. Panther's a bigger animal. I think. Yeah. Uh, panthers are like you know mountain lions. Mountain lions. Yeah, exactly. I've seen these jaguar videos where they kill their prey and they drag them by their neck up into the canopy. Ooh. They like Whoa. drag them up like 30 feet. They're so strong. 
That's which cool. is pretty awesome. There's some gnarly animals out there. Yeah. Like, like even the echidna. <laughs> wolverines. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're badass. Can't I was just at Epcot, and they have this uh, part where it's like a Finding Nemo ride. <clears throat> and then at the end of it, you come out into an aquarium, and they have manatees in there. And they got these manatees, and they're feeding them. They're just they're in this big pool, and they stand there, and they hu- just hunk lettuce, iceberg lettuce into the thing. And the manatee is like craning his neck up, like trying to get the lettuce and like pushing it up against the wall and like trying to like eat it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a manatee eats shit that grows up off the off yeah, the floor. They like eat they down. just go they like this and they eat down. Right. Like this manatee now his whole life is like trying to fucking eat like this. He's got to roll on his back, dude. Like manatee can't roll on his back. Sure can. Yeah, they can. Yeah, dude. They lived their whole life in water. You tell me they he can't looked roll like he was back? struggling when I saw him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got to figure that out, dude. Do the back <laughs> float, man. Let it flow right in your mouth. What's your opinion on zoos in general? It's t- it's tough because, like, at that aquarium, the majestic beauty of nature is something that should be available for people to see, for purposes of letting people know how important it is to preserve our ecosystem because mm. these things are so amazing and beautiful. Oh, that's interesting. On the other hand. On the micro level, it's fucking horrendous. Horrible, yeah. It's horrible. Like you just they're just trying to get out of this thing. They're just going in circles trying to get out, trying to get out. I think it's good for only rehabilitation purposes. Mm, I I think if something is injured or that or uh, a type of animal that loses its its pack or pod or flock or whatever. Or if it's like abandoned at birth or something. Yeah, yeah. Or domesticated and then abandoned, yeah. So one of the things we did in um in Montana, as we stayed at this bed and breakfast that was also a wolf sanctuary. I'm not sure if I mentioned that before, but mm-hmm. they had they were like hand feeding these wolves. Like one wolf, the youngest one there, uh, was abandoned by its pack. It lost its tail. It wasn't so. Moving. It's just like the runt of the pack, and they just didn't want to carry out. it. They're didn't out. feel like dealing yeah. with it. They didn't want to slow them down, so they so they left it. So I think for humans that are rehabilitating or helping or fixing animals that i'm all for it but Mm -hmm. the moment a perfectly good tiger shouldn't be pulled out of the wilderness and put into a zoo no dude but i think at this point they're not really doing that right they're all maybe they're raised in captivity yeah like a captive it's moving in that direction of course i bring up china again but i remember (laughs) beijing i went to the beijing zoo and that changed my whole oh because they're they're like in concrete prison cells and they're oh it was awful it was literally yeah that's literally what it was it was like and like big what about like fish like aquariums, yeah, I mean, same thing. I'm, I'm not for it. Like that that documentary about blackfish is pretty. Eye-opening. I never saw that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I, the only thing I know about that is what Steve-O did. What did he do? <laughs> he climbed up to the top of some crane somewhere with a big inflatable shamu and set off a bunch of fireworks. And he was naked, I think. You know what he just? <laughs> you know what he just did too in L.A. He did. The, he went up to a big billboard and duct taped himself. <laughs> yeah, I saw that billboard for That's like. Pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, whatever his movie or he's like going on tour show or, something. or something. So you guys yeah. know David Blaine, right? Yeah, he's the man. He's got a new thing on August thirty first. I saw him on Rogan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's where I heard about this. It's called Ascension, where he's just. It's kind of. I think it's kind of horseshit, personally. Okay. The whole idea of the stunt. A lot of it's horseshit. A lot of it's horseshit. But like the eating glass thing, like don't eat glass, bro. (laughs) He's not magic because you eat glass, right? You're just right. You're just weird. You're the weird kid that eats weird stuff. Like oh crazy! Oh my god! I can't believe he took a bite out of that wine glass. (laughs) Like he's the kid who would like 
you know, put ketchup in his milk at lunch and you'd be like, and everyone would watch him, but you'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Right. right. That's a good one. That's a good one. His oh. card tricks are really great. His oh, yeah. He is a good is magician. He's an outrageously good magician. Mm, mm, mm. But so, his new stunt, yeah. right? So he wanted to create this visual where he would hang, hold on to a bunch of balloons, helium balloons, like multicolored, you know, like a, a bunch of multicolored helium balloons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the movie Up. Right. And just float off into the sky. <laughs> Which sounds pretty sweet, for sure. That's cool to do, yeah. But it's kind of horseshit because... (laughs) (laughs) It's total horseshit. He's tied to it, for one. He's not just holding on to balloons, which would be super cool. He's tied to it, so he's basically just hanging on a... Like, attached to a balloon. And it floats up, and then he has a parachute, and he parachutes off of it. Like, anybody could do that. Mm. Any guy who knows how to parachute... What if you catch a big wing gust? Well, I think they have. He has a whole team who like they they're only gonna go somewhere where it's not windy. I heard about a story like this where the guy set these balloons up with his lawn chair, and he went up and he had didn't have a parachute, but he had a pellet gun. So if he gets going too high, <laughs> he shoots. He was shooting it. I think it ended very badly for him. I'm sure. I think yeah. He's but David Blaine's thing is it's all stuff. controlled. Right. You know what I mean? They have the the balloons have squibs on them that are controlled from the ground. Like, it's all very meticulously controlled. Like, there's very little risk. How did he do the thing in the ice where he was in ice for like 70 hours? He did all I, these saw one of the, I saw one of these things on TV where it was like how David Blaine did it. And it showed that there was a little room in the base of the ice where a guy that looked like David Blaine and him would switch out. And he would have like a little sleeping bag and like food and a little book and stuff down oh, there. That's and funny. he would at like three in the morning, they would like switch out. What a guy. But he said, he said that. I mean, he's a magician, so he's not going to admit it. But he said that's not true. Hmm, of, course, who knows? of course he's going to say that. Yeah. yeah. David Blaine's one of those that's actually But it is amazing the things he does with his body. Like, he's, he was in that big glass box hanging from a crane mm-hmm. for, like, 44 days. He didn't eat. Didn't get out of this glass box for 44 days. Yeah, these endurance ones are, like, yeah, kind of weird. I, 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 I remember magic being, like, David Copperfield, like, when we were younger. To me, that was, like... Where yeah. the like audience is in a in a theater, yeah, and then like they go, they like drop a curtain, and then the audience is like on the edge of a cliff, and there's like a <laughs> like a mountain off. Of yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, or hell did you or do he's that? like flying through the, <laughs> right. the, you know. Have you ever seen like a a really bad piss poor amateur music uh, magic show? Um, no. Um, I here's a story. It was it was a good lesson. My mom took me to the carnival, and um. It was a, an exhibit, I guess you would. It was like, come in this tent, pay $5. I think I know what you're talking about. It's like a girl's head. Um, it was a gorilla. It was a, it was a vicious gorilla in a cage. And so my mom's like, all right, let's do it. You're going to learn something today. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm psyched. I'm like, I don't know, eight, nine. I'm like, dude, this, they got a fuck crazy gorilla in here. <laughs> and it was this... The ringmaster comes out and he's in his big top hat and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the world's most vicious gorilla. <laughs> and I'm getting so psyched. And it was just like a, a, a machine. It was like a puppet machine and it like, yeah, it's robotically, yeah, animatronic, robotronic, something. And it just comes out like this. And, and then they away. got your money. Yeah. And there's your gorilla the light on. There's your gorilla. And I look on my mom. Can't get your money back. There's your gorilla. Yep. What do you want? Right. And that's it. And I was like, I felt so slighted. I saw that. <laughs> it was like a sideshow like that. And it was supposed to be like a girl's severed head. 
and then you go in and it's just like a, a, about three feet off the ground a platform with straw all on it like with a girl's head there like mm. you're clearly just sticking your head up through this thing like it's not even <laughs> remotely interesting it's like a rip, yeah. ripley's believe it or not type right. experience yeah it was a carny bullshit carny. but was... i saw a bad magic show at the car at the local carnival last time it <laughs> was, was like was the like... guy didn't want to be there like <laughs> there, nobody was interested in watching it like it was poor quality tricks like it was just like dude don't even bother just like show us like air bud on a, on a screen <laughs> there's, or something there's nothing there's, there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing harder than watching somebody bomb whatever it is yeah if it's stand up music like watching somebody completely bomb it's, it's like agonizing <laughs> yeah it is it's, it's literally like painful i actually love it <laughs> I, I love watching a comedian bomb it's Just like watching them try and like Get them get back on their feet and because they never quite it's, can. It's such a, a a palpable feeling in the audience when mm. someone says a bad joke, and I I'm, and especially if they make people mad. Yeah, you know, if you do like a joke about some disease or something, and like, <laughs> and everybody's like it just goes quiet. Cool. It's nothing but crickets, <laughs> and that makes me laugh. I'm like, oh my <laughs> There's god! There's just like one guy in the back just <laughs> laughing hysterically at how horrible. <laughs> not, not like that, but I usually let out a laugh. To like cut the silence when the energy drops in the room oh it's man just... it's so funny gabby and i went to a stand-up show in new york city and this guy was bombing and i was laughing so hard <laughs> I was like man this guy sucks so you I, ever think about trying stand-up comedy yeah i mean i i, I would love to i, I just don't know good if, at it i it's it's i think i would have to practice it a lot oh, that's even... the whole thing with it you have to fail at it so many times so yeah for i just sure. think it would be so cool to be well you like in st pete is a place where you could do it yeah, sure. yeah like here sure. here you could only like they have stand-up comedy <clears throat> at the ray like once a week or something i'm kind of a pussy so i don't know I'd be, <laughs> if i'd be good at it but max at the ray he is actually he's he did one joke that was very off color and i loved it <laughs> um he, he said something about Chuck E. Cheese put in a bar for like the dads to hang out, which is cool if you're a dad and you want to drop off your kid, but it's also really cool if you're a pedophile <laughs> because you're, you're just like at a nightclub. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and, and, and nobody laughed. And I just thought, I was like, dude, that was so off color. That's a touchy subject right now because apparently like, um, you know, our government is run by lizard people. Yeah, that is. A, yeah. That, I mean, I guess it's always kind of been a touchy subject. But, <laughs> but, but, but um, remember when pedophilia was but, funny? <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, obviously, since COVID went down, they're, they're like, hey, I got, to all the conspiracy theorists out there, like, I feel for you guys. This is like we this gotta is, have. This we is gotta your, have Tim. This, we gotta have Tim Kershaw. This is your. This is your apex. Like this is the apex of conspiracy. Like, is Tim a conspiracy theorist? Tim Kirsch is like <clears throat> very deep in the pool of very deep down the rabbit hole of conspiracies. The problem. The, the problem with calling someone a conspiracy theorist is is to them it's they're, real. They're it's not reality. a conspiracy theorist. They're they know the truth. No, but they acknowledge that. Like Tim would acknowledge that the things that he's saying people say are conspiracies and he knows them sure, to be not sure. conspiracies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's there, there's obviously so many layers of it now where, but the biggest one, I think, is this, this QAnon. The QAnon thing, yeah. What is, okay, someone texted me that the other day. What is that? So QAnon, roughly, is this belief that um, the deep state or whatever, the most of government is run by uh, pedophiles Satanic devil worshippers. Satanic worshipers. devil worshipping pedophiles who 
kidnap children and harvest their adrenochrome to keep themselves young, young. and vibrant. Their adrenochrome is just a young person. <laughs> I think I think it's in that that um, Hunter Thompson book. This is what they feed on. This is what they feed on. They they like Hillary Clinton. traffic children and kill them and harvest their adrenochrome and eat it. <laughs> and, and that they and, and get this and that there was some guy uh, who called himself I mean, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> some guy who called himself Q who exposed it on 4chan on the internet. And he's been like, it's mad. It's, it's completely it's utterly mad. But what if it's true, <laughs> come, on, come on. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. What if it is true? I'm, then how, Joe how Biden much? would look a hell of a lot younger than he does right Bruh! now. No, because he's really 350. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see that. Yeah, that makes sense. I oh, think the only logical next step is to, to try it out ourselves. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a big step. <laughs> hey, you got, well, it, you got any adrenochrome I, right back there? Am I right wrong in that Hunter Thompson novel? He eats adrenochrome. I'm not sure. He don't, what, fear and loathing? Yeah, where his the Samoan guy gives him a little bottle of adrenochrome oh, and he's sitting there eating. I, think that's a, I don't know if it's adrenochrome. adrenochrome. I think it's, yeah. I know he, he, he talks about something extracted from adrenaline. Yeah, gland. I think that's adrenochrome. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But that just made him trip. It didn't keep him young. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's 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 so hard. I I'm like now with so many now with so many conspiracy theories going on. I just detach from it, and I'm just well. Like, and then the other part of it is that Donald Trump is fighting is supposed to be it. aware of this and fighting this secret shadow war against these people. And then Whoa. and the press <laughs> the press will occasionally ask him about it, and he will not <laughs> denounce it. He will well, not no, say no, that he's no, not doing that. No, he does the same thing he always does. He goes, well, you know, those people like me, so I like he goes, them. He goes, the last thing, this just happened a few really? days ago. They said, what do you think? And he goes, what, is this supposed to be a bad thing? Like, he just won't say that it's batshit crazy. Like, he just, like, won't turn these people off. But it got so bad that the FBI literally is coming out and, like, these people are dangerous. Like, that's it. So they're getting very, like, scared that, the, like, the QAnon is becoming Because cultish. anybody that believes that. So who, who belongs to the QAnon? A lot of actually, it seems like a lot, of, a lot of people. They got like their own little group, little party. Yeah, you see them pro- out protesting and stuff. All well, the now time. they support Trump. They think Trump's fight. They are they're that Trump because they don't want to be exposed. Oh man, this is a freaking rabbit <laughs> hole, it's, dude. It's insane. What? It's ins- absolutely and utterly insane. I bet it tastes so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it tastes like cherry cough syrup. I think it tastes like like like. Uh, Virality, vitality, virility, virility. Yeah, it's just like mm. it could be that you know this new movie just came out on Netflix. Uh, it's a superhero movie, and they come up with like a pill, right? Like a whatever, just a pill that you take, and for five minutes you get a random superpower. Yeah, with Jamie Foxx. Oh, that's pretty sweet. It's actually, it's but even right. you don't know what it's going to be. It's like a box of yeah. chocolates. Yeah, you don't know until yeah, exactly. But you oh, find you cool. find out towards the end it's related to something <laughs> like an animal, like some animals type of like. Uh, uh, like a chameleon, you're invisible, that type of thing. Like mm. DNA. Well, that's like that movie that just came out, The Cure for Wellness, I think it's called, where this guy they have this weird like place up in the mountains in Germany or something where they like put people in these machines and milk them Ooh. of like all their juice of like life. They're Ooh. in a bo- Yeah, I guess. Ooh. Yeah, kind of. And they put it in little <laughs> bottles, and then people who just stay there and just stay like drinking it and just like do like water aerobics and shit. And they're just in this weird, creepy like mm-hmm. castle, mm. just living forever. They milk them. That's kind of like, <laughs> that's what it is. That's dude. kind of the idea. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but I mean, this is like <clears throat> clearly fucking insane. Like this is a whole. What, thing. What, do you, what do you mean it's insane? It's you're this saying it's insane that it's not possible. The, just the whole concept of it. So that, it's not possible. I don't think it's possible. No. So you think the whole QAnon thing is bullshit? I think it's much more likely that there's aliens that the government is keeping from us <laughs> than that than that there's people milking kids for adrenochrome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that is. It's very likely that there's aliens. Yeah, the aliens thing yeah. I can wrap my head around. For this sure, lizard people. Well, they shit. came out and they said we have a UFO and it wasn't made on Earth. But right? look, like, the, okay, that like, means did you ever aliens. listen to all the Bob Lazar stuff? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever get no, into all that? No, what's that? So it's this guy who uh, claims that he worked in the place where they have like an alien spaceship. Yeah. Not Area 51. Not Area 51. Some like place, S- but somewhere some out there. Yeah. S9 or something. Yeah, yeah. S9, I think. This is funny because alien stuff is one of these things where, like, with my wife is, a, is an example. Like, the moment you bring up, like, aliens, it's just like, I, I, she won't take one step down that path. Like, it's just, it's just <laughs> batshit. Like, there's not aliens. Like, stop. Well, I kind oh, of... Oh, I, I so disagree with it. Look, there's definitely aliens. Oh, there's definitely. No, but I mean, like, there's not, like, secret aliens that we don't know about. Like, yeah, there's other life in the galaxy, but, like, there's no spaceship in a hangar somewhere in Arizona. No. I can kind of identify with just getting tired of of people thinking in that, like, fantastical way of, like, we either know or we don't. You either accept that you don't know things or you don't. It sort of comes down to you you either like things how they are. Or you would feel more comfortable if there was something else that would enrich the world. I want to live in the time period where aliens come out. Oh, that would be oh yeah. Unless they're I, I vicious. Want. No, even then. I want to be part of the Dude, human. I, would... I, want to be, I want to be the one that knows, the first one that knows of the humans. Even if the way that you know is like a death ray? Forget it then, yeah. <sighs> Right? Yeah, whatever, dude. Like War of the Worlds. Right. Well, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Pretty I saw sick. that in the theaters. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a sick movie. It would be it? cool. You know where there hasn't been a movie about like aliens come and there's like a legit like war between the the nations of the world's armies versus the aliens independence and it's like a war movie no but that was not like battlegrounds that was just this one ship that yeah, was they just kinda domin- they kinda, they kind of they kind of dominated but like if funny. aliens sent like armies to earth and we were having pitched battles hmm. like, that'd be a sweet movie yeah i guess so I mean, you guys both been, looked at me like there hasn't been one resident, movie you're, you're in a you're a resident alien cinema guy. Where humans and aliens are having battles. Yeah. Well, no, there's that's like not there's true. Predator where there's like one of them and he's just like stalking people and killing people. There's a there's lot of movies no... where you're on another planet. They're on another planet or another solar yeah. system. Yeah. What about Starship fighting. Troopers? Starship right. Troopers is what I was thinking, but that was on Earth. Right. It wasn't on Earth. It was not. On but Earth. badass movie end book. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, that guy, um, main character is from Punta Gorda. Is no he? Way. Is he really? He used to give Cameron Kiesling uh, swimming lessons. He was on the swim team. You no always way. hear about these weird people that are from Punta Gorda, like yeah. uh, Gallagher Two or Gallagher One. One of the Gallagher's is from Punta Gorda. Wait, the comedian? Mm-hmm. Are you literally giving oh, cool. the second and, uh, Gallagher? One like... of the original Jokers. You know about Gallagher Two, right? He pretended to be Gallagher. Mm-hmm. It was Gallagher's brother. Oh right, took over his gig, and then he did the Gallagher thing for a while, but Gosh. it wasn't really Gallagher. So he was from he was from Gallagher Somewhere Two was from here. Punta Gorda. Or like, yeah, one of the, the Gallagher's. We, we'll accept you from Cape Coral. <laughs> Some, yeah, in the general, Brayton. in the Tri-County area. Tri-County. Sarasota, and then there was one of the original they? Jokers, like from the old Batman movies, was from Punta Gorda? No, not movie. Probably show. 
No, like the, I think the movie, like the original Joker from the original Batman Jack movie, Nicholson. where he's got the Jack, shark repellent. Yeah, it was Jack Nicholson? Yeah, Jack it Nich- was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm wrong, man. Yeah, that was a great Batman. They were all famous. Jokers. I love Jack Nicholson that he's just like Jack Nicholson, and he just doesn't give a shit anymore, and he's living his best life, and he's at like Lakers games, like just with his gut hanging out. Yeah, sweatpants. Like, I'm don't like I'm literally one of the coolest guys on the planet. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> have you seen The Departed? 70. Yeah, great movie. It's a top five movie for me, and his his role is so awesome. Oh he yeah, does, he's such a mob boss. That was supposedly modeled after. Uh, that was Scorsese, right? Yeah, Scorsese did that one. That was modeled after what was it? Oh uh, uh, yeah, Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Bulger. Yeah. Um, the except the last one was good, but it wasn't anywhere near as good as The, the Irishman. Departed. Yeah, yeah. It was too long. Agreed. A little bit boring, and the guys were. A little past their prime, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was done like like classic Scorsese. Like you could see his his effect on it, but definitely too long. It didn't hours. have enough action in it. Like The Departed had like young, vibrant, like Matt Damon and stuff in it, and it had mm-hmm. a lot of action. And the, the Irishman was just a little bit longer in the tooth. Yeah, you know what I rewatched the other day was Casino. That's yeah. a, oh, that's, that's a classic. Ace Rothstein. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, good show. Good one. Good one. For They're sure. coming out the the um. The makers of The Sopranos are coming out with a new mob series. Mm, cool. Can't get enough of that stuff. I thought uh, Sopranos is overrated. And I feel like <laughs> I I'm a minority. Love The Sopranos. We watched every episode. We binged it. Yeah, we binged it too. I just thought it was just not as good. Uh, best series is Breaking Bad. Uh, I haven't watched that. Oh, I'm my God. Breaking Bad is incredible. He's, he's, it's incredible. Um, it's for incredible. me, Game of Thrones had... It had the opportunity to become the best series and the last season just shit the bed so hard. I watched the first season of Game of Thrones. I got to the episode where this guy is like living out in the woods with like 30 of his daughters and he's having sex with them and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I, mean, I can't go past this. He's not painted as a hero. They I just they like rescued the daughter. Like, oh they rescued God. the poor the poor girl from there. The, what, That's what, good, I guess. What Game of Thrones, how they changed the game was that first season, right? The first season is like, oh, wow, this is a cool medieval story. Like, all this cool stuff's happening. And there's this guy, right? Ned Stark. They chopped his head off. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> John, he can't help himself. Like, leaning up. Jumps it up. No, but he's like but, the hero of the freaking show. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you get to like this guy, and you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. First season, what's going on? And then, whoosh, it happens out of nowhere. Now he's not even in the show anymore. Yep. So everyone goes, like, their head just explodes. <laughs> but then that sets the precedent for like, Crazy anyone, shit can happen in the show, can die. which and makes then, it more exciting. Like the Red Wedding. All these things happen inside. The Red Wedding was Don't tell me about it. Don't tell me about it. Don't Are you going to watch it? I'm going to watch it, yeah. Yeah, because we just got done. It's we worthwhile. Just, we do like we did The Sopranos, and then we just got done throughout the entire quarantine, which I had only seen maybe two episodes, watched from the first episode to the last, The Office. Yeah. And it is, without question, one of the greatest comedic television yeah, shows of all it's so good Office it is, is funny. it's so great so, so and it characters. was good even after steve carell left which usually that kills the show and the, the i didn't watch any on. of that after steve left it's pretty good will ferrell's in it for a minute oh is he mm-hmm. yeah, I well i that. like him but but that but to breaking bad though which i agree like is i haven't seen one not one best. episode why not you got, are you watching anything right now? It's never appealed to me. No, and never oh, it's appealed. Awesome, dude, you're dude. gonna love it. It's it's it, to me. It's the, it's a guy making meth in a trailer. It's the right? ultimate. It's not dude. It's the ultimate antihero. Yeah. And right? it's hard for it's me. To, it's hard character. for me to not see that guy as Malcolm in the Middle's dad. 
He's bad. <laughs> His acting skill is incredible. He's, right. he's great. It, it, I mean, if you like Sopranos, this has all the feelings of a of mafia movie. He becomes a drug lord of America, and he was a science teacher who was pissed because he's not making any money. He, what can I do to make some more money? Oh, oh okay. I, I'm a science or I'm a chemistry teacher. I know the chemistry makeup of meth. Let me hook up with my meth addicted former student. He knows how to like sell it. All right, I'm sold. It it's so, awesome. It's, yeah. There's murder. There's mystery. There's explosions. There's it's it's freaking badass. I love He's that. So a, smart. He's so smart. I love that. That was his signature John Flash judgment, like he does sometimes on things. Yeah, like, I'm so, very quick like, to judge. Like so, so it's just about meth. Like, <laughs> like dude, it's literally it's one of the most awarded series in the history of it's television. It's like so saying well, The Sopranos dude. is about Gabagool, <laughs> which is Gabagool. weird. Uh, that's like. Gabagool is Capicola. Yeah, I think so. It is. All right. So you're you Italian Capicola? ass. Like, well, you, you tell me. What the hell is that? <laughs> Capicola. Capicola. Give me the Capicola. Because you just like, no, no, no. like jam it in even, your face. Even within an Italian family, it happens all the time with the word ricotta. Ricotta. Is, you can't, uh, hey, can I have some ricotta cheese? And he's, no, no, no. You need some. And then and some, some don't extreme, even say the A. Ex, ex, that's what I'm saying. Rigot. Extreme Italians will go, Rigot. Yeah, Rigot. my family don't even say the or A. Or Manigot. Manigot. <laughs> yeah, oh, the Manigot is what my family says. Manigot. 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 Yeah, yeah. Or mozzarella is mozzarella. Uh, mozzarella. Yeah, mozzarella. Mozzarella. Yeah. What, dude? <laughs> that's not what it says on the package. <laughs> uh, well, stuff. when you get a croissant, you don't say croissant. Uh, guilty, I do. Yeah, I can respect that. I can definitely respect. That. And then the guy at McDonald's like, "Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> you want a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, <laughs> croissant sandwich?" Oh man, I want to learn how to surf in the worst way. Surf? I've never surfed. You're not in the right place to do it, dude. I know, but like you, could, like you could go over to the other coast, right? Yeah, it's a two-hour drive, and you could surf. Yeah. The only but, time I did but it, but even was, then, it's yeah. I don't even know if those waves are like surf. I guess you could. We're you know, in Tallahassee, Jupiter, Jupiter. Uh, Hall, and um, me, and uh, why can't I, why can't I think of it? He lives here in town for the hurricane. Yeah, it was a hurricane. Yeah, I was there. We went and went down the coast. No, we went over to New Smyrna, and uh, we rented surfboards, and there was like a hurricane coming. We're like, oh sweet, we'll go surfing. Polton, and, Polton, thank you. Yes. Yeah. And I couldn't even get it's past the breakers. Couldn't even do it. Worked my ass off. Couldn't even get the surfboard past the breakers. Yeah, it it's abject failure. It's very hard. It's very, you have to be in shape to do it. Yeah. It would be ultimate balance of getting your body up. Like well, what he's saying is like the wave, if here's the beach, the waves are out here. And you have and to And when swim. they break, you yeah. got to get the board past where they're breaking. Right. So you have to, like, this is where a lot of people get stuck. You have to be very strong and very in shape to do it. And, mm-hmm. I, and it's ironic because I feel like. Rill is doing riding that, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rill's a great surfer. Yep. Riding it, the I feel like the easier, the bigger the board, especially if you're a big guy like me, I'm like, you know, 240 pounds or something. The better, the bigger the board is, the easier it is to ride. Yeah, the longer, just like a boat. You know, right. you just jump up on it and ride it in. Mm-hmm. But then it's also the bigger it is, the harder it is to get it past the breakers. It's a little surfboard, you can just duck it under. Right. It's no big deal. But you got this big 11 foot longboard. It's like just going to throw you back into the shore. You got to find the sweet spot. Right. Seems like a whole lot of work for a short amount of. But it's exercise. It's like working out. Yeah. 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 And it's way better than being on a treadmill. Yeah. It's way more fun. (laughs) And you're getting like the ocean water is so good for you. Mm -hmm. Sunshine. Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) 
so the indigestion <laughs> like dude especially with like this covid going around sunshine the covid the code <laughs> the rona the rona the prescription is more sunshine and more coffee more sunshine <laughs> <laughs> but sunshine is just so good for your mood for your body like yes Except right now, it is hotter than Ooh, shit. This last weekend, I think we Ridiculous. hit the peak. Ridiculous. We like hit the every peak. Every time this time of year comes around here, I'm like, what the fuck? It, it's like, so bad. Ridiculous. On the boat yesterday, so a lot of those guys who don't have the, the Bimini's or the T-tops, that it like I was wearing pants. Yeah, fish, you got to wear the long, long sleeve shirt and, and a buff, buff and everything. Yeah, it is so freaking hot. It's My, hot as hell. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm completely covered. Uh, I still got just covered in sweat. You're not getting any breeze. Like you're, and for me, I'm super hot when I wear a hat. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the heat gets escapes from your head. Yeah, you gotta wear a hat. I'm just like miserable. Yeah, you just gotta. uh, We just gotta tough it out. It's another what? Another month and a half? Maybe two months? Of what? Hot? Yeah. No. Way more. No. No. Yes. In October, mid October, you'll get a chilly night. Wrong. No. (laughs) People always say like, oh, it's at least it's better than the cold. Like. I'd rather have this in the cold, but I like the cold. Like, and at least in the cold, you just throw a jacket on. Like, yeah. there's no escape. Different, man. It's different. Well, uh, you're in like Chicago a lot, right? Oh, yeah. God, Chicago. So when I got I got fired from my last job, um, I got into a disagreement with my old boss, and I told him to suck my dick. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that is one of those things where Power that move. many dream of and few accomplish. Like, if you have a sucky boss and you just tell him that, like. It, wow. I didn't actually tell him that. I it was more of a question. Like will like you <laughs> so actually why don't asked you? him to? Oh, okay. Why don't you? I, I could totally see. I mean, this that's Ryan. I, mean, I, that's Ryan. I was uh, we were like it was coming to a head for a long time and it finally just like clash of the times. Oh, dude. It was fucking horrible. So, I was looking for a new job. And I knew this company, uh my old company was going to come after me cuz I signed a non compete, so I couldn't work oh, in the industry. So, this new up and coming company, we're killing it right now we're gonna do like we're on a hey if you're killing anything right now you're in good shape well, he's, like, a, he's in logistics so yeah moving things oh, around yeah, it's more important than ever yeah so um so yeah uh where was i going with this i totally went off the rails you were talking about your oh, the oh yeah oh, so oh, yeah. one of the reasons why uh or the, the conditions of them hiring me i was like yo i'm gonna work remote and uh they're like no we don't feel comfortable with people working remote right away like if right you, you want gotta a job trust here, you first before yeah, you're so, gonna let you do it at your house. so they gave me a good offer my buddy and i got fired the same day like he was collateral damage when i got fired like, <laughs> like he just like, you're nolan's friend he got you the job and uh you're out here too that's bullshit though. yeah well he was fucking i could up. see if they fired you and he like in solidarity marched out with you but for them to fire him for no reason just because um he there were there were reasons it was just all like i said it was coming to a head right it just blew up but anyways they moving on my did you take my, any office supplies when you left no i left all a bunch of my shit there oh, i was so embarrassed i was so embarrassed going leaving there were girls on my team that worked for me that were crying oh, that geez. sucks that was kind of awesome <laughs> oh yeah and that that's cool you like to see you like to know that people yeah care. they were like standing with me right. so anyways one of the conditions was we had to move to chicago so derek and i got an apartment in chicago oh just to like to get li- it under your belt until you could do it remotely from right here. And so he loved it so much that he stayed there. And I'm very intrigued by Chicago. I think that's a really cool city. Well, you were comedy. saying that big Polish population in the South Side. Yeah, yeah. I work with two heavy Poles, Eric Konitska, Konitska, 
And uh, the other well, guy, I can't even say his last generally. name. Polish people are good people, you know. All Midwest people. I don't mean to generalize, but goddamn, they yeah, are so funny. awesome. They took me under their wing. They're so nice and accommodating. But I think we're going back to the, the first point. The cold sucks ass. It's so much worse in Chicago during January than it is here during the summer. I just have no a, concept of that whatsoever. See, there's a, I know what you're saying. There's a, a very clear threshold with the cold where yeah. it, it goes beyond any heat that could have caused your discomfort. Just bone cold. I think the sweet Wind. spot is probably like North Carolina or Tennessee. Exactly. That kind of cold. Where it's like, like, uh, like the fall is like crisp. Yeah. Yes. And you put on a jacket. And, and you then feel maybe warm. there's a month or two where it snows, but it's not like biting. Like Once horror. you cross below, I think it's probably say 20 degrees Fahrenheit, and you get a good wind that cuts through. It's like you can't get warm. Like well, you and then put the bad on thing all- is too is everywhere you go, then you're you have to be inside where there's like a, just heat pumped in, and it's just like a very and every like, time you go every time stuff. you go outside, you need to have three layers of clothing, you need to have a hat, gloves. Like and then you, you go look- in someplace, and then you have to take all take that shit off. off. You have to find somewhere to put it. Oh, did I leave my good jacket <laughs> in this last place, or did oh I have to go back? Like oh, so like are you done with Chicago now, or you go yeah. back sometimes? Yeah. Um, I go back sometimes, just I'm, like I'm for, not, for a couple days here. Yeah, and so uh, I went last month to go play in a golf tournament, and it was just like the feeling was like, "What are you doing here, dude? You're from Florida. <laughs> that place is fucking wild right now." So I didn't like that feeling. Right. I was like, "Okay, like I don't have coronavirus, but I don't like being made to feel like a leper." Oh, for sure. So fuck this feeling. I'm. And, Plus, I can just chill with my wife. Seems my odd house. to go from Florida to Chicago for a golf tournament. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually I mean, the other way around. Well, in the winter, uh, it's definitely the other way around. Well, but the summer, there, summers are gorgeous. Summers in Chicago are incredible. Are they're incredible? It's yeah, awesome. Seventy-five degrees, light wind. Yeah, I mean, some days were hot as shit, mm-hmm. but for the most part, the weather's perfect. And well, the Allegiant city just is announced because everyone comes outside. It's vibrant. Yeah. It's, Allegiant just announced they're flying from Punta Gorda there for like twenty nine dollars. Midway to Chicago. To Chicago. O'Hare? Yeah, uh, Midway. Oh, it's another yeah, like the small Southside Airport. It was the original airport. Mm. Twenty nine dollars. You fly to Chicago. That's insane. You guys need to go. Yeah, I'm definitely. But going, don't no go. Question. Like, just don't go in the bad October part. to like May. Don't go. Jeez. It's freaking cold. Like it's it still, it snowed in May a couple times. Yeah, but this year. for me, especially like because I work in retail and tourism and stuff, I can't leave in the winter anyway. Right. I need a place where I can go in the summer. Yeah. No. Chicago. Perfect. Chicago. That's, that's one, what you need, dude. Yeah. It's one of the major USAs I have not been to. I mean, I've been to a lot of. Let's big, go. Big, yeah. I'm in. Let's go. You know, I see a lot of you guys golfing. I'm very intrigued with the golfing. Never like my family was never golf. Like your dad, I think golfs and stuff, right? Yeah. My uh, stepmom was the uh, girls' coach. Yeah. See, I don't, I She's know nasty. my family is not a golfing family. Like, I know nothing about golfing. The only time I've ever been golfing was just fucking around. Pick Gol- it up. Golfing is hard, man. Go- there, you can get so many sets of clubs here. Like all these old people. Oh for, like, yeah, get, yeah. You get them by like a hundred dollar set that was really like you know twenty five hundred. It appeals to me. Like you go out, you go. It's early in the morning usually. You go out. It's I nice out. That. You get on a you get on a golf cart. You have maybe you have a couple beers or whatever. <laughs> Sounds fun to me. Yeah. The, the the whole thing about it is being able to drive the ball hard, mm-hmm. straight. It's so hard. But isn't it's almost the golfing is almost secondary 
to the just being out there driving around on a golf sure, cart. Sure, sure, but if you um, wanna... that depends how good you get. Right, right. right. Yeah, the I better you are, are you're out there to compete. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then you guys usually bet on it, which makes it a little more. Exciting. But, oh yeah. But if you're the guy that's like holding everybody up and you can't hit the ball off the tee type, pick guy, up your ball and just say, oh yeah, next. Keep don't going. don't let anyone wait on you. I hate that feeling because a lot of times I play with guys being that are rushed. Than I know me. at mini golf when there's someone behind you, it sucks. Like it's not even worth it. It's not even fun. The just worst part about it. golf is when you get so like say John and I go out to go play just us two, and then they stick us with another group. So oh, that, that them. sucks. Yeah. So it's like it's only good to go if you have a whole. Yeah. Group. You want you want four, right, or you, you want to go with two, two and you guys. don't want to be mashed up with random people. My friend Steph and I. Uh, we went to go play and we got matched up with uh, a black dude and a white girl on their first date. And, and both of them stunk at golf. They stunk. And it was, I was like, I would never go on a first date here. I'm definitely I not go to maybe mini golf is a great first date. Yes. But 18 regular goal, golf. 18 <laughs> that, somebody made a mistake. Yeah. There. Like, what are you guys doing? Neither of you guys play. And it was go to like, the beach or something. Go to the beach, dude. You live in Florida, so is there anything more awkward than watching people on a first date? Oh god, <laughs> so, a bad first date. It's so, good. So, uh, <laughs> what do you do for a living? Uh, so, uh, do you well, like you're, you're, do you like on, the North? There was a period there oh, where Matt was going on so many first dates. <sighs> you were going on dates, you were dude. Dating. Well, Matt was like, I gotta first, say, Matt like dated. So, so many girls wait wait oh, let's back man. this up let's back this up kind of what? a hoe <laughs> no because when, it was only one, i didn't say look, it was putting out when, oh, when, putting when, out. when i first, <laughs> when i first got back when i first got back from china and landed in the states i was one of the first people to get on dating apps like tinder i was the. He was a pioneer i was a pioneer you're the tinder og bro a tinder old g <laughs> i mean straight up and there would be so many first dates I'd go on. He became a master of like the the topics of conversation on first dates. Well, here's the thing. Oh yeah, I learned a lot about human nature because, in 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 truth, when you go to meet somebody, you know within probably two minutes. Oh yeah, no, right away. Two minutes, first of all, if you're physically attracted, and then their energy. There's either chemistry or not. Right. So. What happens is like if you commit to a time period date, you know, in that first two minutes, now you have a whole hour, two hours to kill with this human being who you're like, I'm never going to see them again. Right. Like, this is it. This is going to be the last time. Well, I- that's what girls are good at that, where they'll have the, the, their friend call them and say like, oh my God. Oh yeah, like, that's a move. I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, like, come get me. And then they just bounce. I have to go. Did you ever have that? Yeah. yeah Did you know that was a move? Oh yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And, oh, your friend called you. Oh, there's an emergency. Right. And oh, I used okay. to be like, I used to be like, you know what? You know what? You, All could, right, I you see. could just, you could just tell me. Like, yeah, just, you don't have to have the whole. It's like, cool. Like, let's keep it up front. Have any of you guys ever shot a bow? Yes. I've been really wanting. It's like hard because I want to try it, but I don't want to go buy like a compound Ask bow. Brett. Ferrera. Yeah. He's into that stuff. Yeah, he has a place down in Burnt Store that he that he hunts hogs with. A bow? Yeah, he's a bow hunter. I wouldn't think you could kill a hog with a bow. Yeah, he's badass. You got to hit him probably. Last right time I saw a, a boar killed, it, somebody shot it with a handgun it, right up to its head like six times. If, yeah. there, if there's one level of hunting you got to respect the most, it's bow hunting. Oh, for it's sure. like the most basic uh, form. Yeah, there's something primal. that's like really nice, a nice feeling about knowing that you could like survive. You know what I mean? A bow, you can just reuse the arrow. Like you can go out and kill your food and not die. Like, yeah, yeah. In the event of like a um, catastrophe. He has targets. He has a bows. That's he sweet. has a big, nice compound one. You should check it out. Nice. 
Um, it's not for me. It's hard as fuck. I don't have the patience. Yeah, but in order to pull that bow back and keep it, I think it's pretty place, easy though, because the way they make re- them now. on a real bow. Though? No, like a, a modern compound bow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy to do the motion, but it's not easy to be good at it. You have to have an incredible amount you of focus. Probably gotta have, be very still. Can't like have shaky hands or anything. No, you have to. You have to be lasered in. Yeah. Would you ever go deer hunting? Hell yeah. Yeah, I would too. I would go any hunting, duck hunting, boar hunting, deer hunting. Sign me up, dude. I just like don't have like, I'm, I don't come from people who hunt or know anyone who hunts. Right. So it's not like an option, but mm. I totally would. But you would only go on the premise that the the game is used for meat. 100%. Same with fishing. Like my cousin uh, is a, moving down here from New Jersey to be a fishing guide in Port St. Lucie. And he does, he said he eats the fish that he catches maybe like once a year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's total horseshit. Why? Because you, it's, what's wrong with eating fish that you catch? Uh, sometimes I'm in the mood for steak. <laughs> and it also seems like what you're just like fucking this fish up for no reason. Yeah. But just put, for fun. You're putting him back. Yeah. But then he's all fucked up. Is he? Yeah. I mean, some, you rip their lips off. And shit. Yeah. But do they feel it? Yeah, but that messes with them. They can't eat as well after. Yeah, they can. I just feel like if I'm going to go fishing, the excitement comes from the fact that if I catch something later that night, I'm going to fry it up and eat it. Hmm. Like catching them is exciting. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. It's not worth it. I got to say, I'm sort of on board with John here. It is sort of weird the catch and release thing. I I mean, it's it's sport. Yeah, you don't have to kill it. You don't have to kill it. You're releasing it. Isn't that more humane? It seems no. It seems less humane to me. Like catching he, thinks you're, he thinks you're maiming the fish and throwing it back. When a, lot, a lot of people the, feel like that. Majority of the time, you're not maiming it, but you still are maiming it a little. Yeah, still putting a hole in it. Yeah, but it's fun. We yeah. didn't keep any fish last night or yesterday. What? Like, did you? But you caught yeah. sizable fish yeah. that you could have kept and you chose not to. Yeah, I can't get my head around that. Throw them back in the water. Here you what go. The hell go back to your home. What's the point? The thrill of the, the fight. The thr- thrill of catching the fish, yeah. The thrill of the fight is the point. Uh, yeah, but you have surely caught a redfish, filleted it up, breaded it, fried it, and eaten it. Yeah. A fish that you catch is the best thing to eat. I mean, it tastes better. It's like you feel good about it. It's nourishing. Like, Snooks, Why would you not do that? Snooks have been out of season for a while because there was a big freeze that came through like it a seems like there's always ago. something. Like it was the red tide that messed everything yeah. up, and then everything was out of season for a while. So yeah, you still want to fish. You like to fish. There's yeah, some it. studies that say they don't even feel it. They don't process pain the same way that humans do. Yeah, those are just like. I've never asked thoughts. a fish. Yeah, no way to. <laughs> but uh, as far as like you said, fish would, would I go deer hunting? Like, the, I find no moral hazard in hunting whatsoever. If mm-hmm. I if you if you don't eat meat, I get it. But if you eat meat, it's better to go out and kill an animal and have respect for it and eat it. Yeah, than no, to I totally some get you. Cow that's been bludgeoned in some factory. I think we can all agree we're against trophy hunting. Well, yeah, I mean, going and killing some elephant or something. Yeah, I'm out on the elephant killing. Yeah, but you know what? Lions thing? and stuff. You guys might. I might get crucified for this. <laughs> cancel, cancel uh, culture. I'm. Uh, I'm a weird guy by nature. Cancel, cancel culture. They have these uh, hog hunting expeditions in Texas. These feral hogs have come, and they're fucking up farmers' crops. Mm-hmm. They're ravaging these crops. 
And so this company is called Heliog. And you go up in a helicopter and you can just <laughs> mow them down. You rent the weapons. You can pick this rifle or this like automatic whatever. And you, dude, you fly and you're like in an in a army video game. Sounds pretty cool to me. Would you do it? Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know. It, it's sort of analogous to in the Bahamas. There's this one type of fish. That is the same way. Like it's just feral and it's taking everything over. And yeah. It, and it's killing other good species of fish. Yeah. It's killing other marine life. Like anacondas in the Everglades. Yeah. And they just say, please go out and just spear and kill these fish in whatever way you possibly can. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just part of ecology. Yeah. Like, so you're helping the ecosystem, but you're also like. Because you got to think too, when you're up in a helicopter mowing down feral hogs, which <laughs> sounds fucking awesome. These videos are <laughs> sick, dude. They're sick. It's not like those hogs, like the, the that. What's in that hog goes back into nature. It's not wasted. It's still it's still eaten by vultures and its microbes are still reabsorbed into the ecosystem. It's not like you just made something disappear from the earth. Like it's the earth still benefits from a dead hog. Hmm. Hmm. I never thought about That's it. That's like that. yeah, it's an interesting way to think of it. Yeah. Do you remember when we were uh, hunting at Lake Susie, the scariest night of my life? I'm not sure. <laughs> we did it a couple times. The scariest night of your life. See, for, the, the hog thing, I would feel worse about using the fuel to ride around in a helicopter just to mow down hogs. Jeez. You think, like, but it, it, it's not just hunt, it's like helping the crops. Right, but like just, it seems selfish to be riding around in a, like, you know how much fuel it takes to power a helicopter? Like, it's, <laughs> like gas? Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. It's totally for sport. It's totally to go shoot some shit that's moving. If somebody asked me to go and do that, I think I would probably go and do it. It's I mean, incredibly expensive. It's like four or five. Would you do a person. it? No, uh, no. <laughs> it's an, but I'm not. I'm not looking at those people like you're so awful and terrible. I'm not. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. But it, it's more or less when people look at something like, is it good for human beings to get such a natural thrill out of killing things? Well, I mean, now I you're, think it's it, a big problem. No, you well, know, now you're talking about look at what, what is the greatest, what is the most purchased video game of all time? It's the most horrendous god-awful horrible shit you could ever imagine (laughs) grand theft auto where you literally got you're beating old women with a baseball bat yeah yeah in that game like and but people love it yeah like whoa so what i'm saying are we fostering the bad side of human like because if we want to go back to how human being like the hunter gatherer days like did they did they kill with such a joy like is there like that was out of necessity and or did they like like you see like the indians like when they like they run up to like, like a well, deer people, and like people so it's throw this, it and they cry. And, the other day you know, I heard this. Like, people blood. have this thing about like the Native Americans <laughs> were like would use every part of the buffalo. Yeah, right? And yeah. then the white man came along and just like slaughtered them all and wasted them all and stuff. I heard somewhere that like the Native Americans would actually try to startle a herd of buffalo off a cliff. And then like a thousand buffaloes would die. And then they would just take a little bit of it and like... <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. So it's like white man. Like, you think you guys are wasteful? Right, Check this like move the, out. The narrative is not exactly <laughs> accurate. But um, what you went hunting for boar out at Lake Susie? No, you, you and I, and Trevor. Yeah. All right. Here's the story. We went out. Trevor calls me up. He goes, "Dude, I think we we're, uh, I think we we're home freshman year from school." Trevor's like, "Come to my house." We're going to go hunt these rabbits. Um, oh, yeah. I remember that. 
Oh, and he thought he thought yeah, he yeah, killed yeah, his yeah, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that was pretty funny. I thought it, you've never had a feeling of such fear in your life. We're out. In We're the, hunting rabbits. Yeah, on on the his runway. family has this runway, right? And there's pilots. houses all around, dude. There's houses all around, and we're out there with guns. We're out there with rifles. Little twenty twos popping rabbits, but it's like not something I do. It's like, like we see, like we're in this big golf cart and we're shining the the flashlight and trying to catch the eyes and we're shooting, but we're it's like it's a little edgy. You're it's a little in a neighborhood, edgy. A little dude. edgy for sure. So well, it's not not like a neighborhood like Deep Creek. I mean, there's, not there's like houses deep. off in the distance here and there. We were near houses and we were so near houses that when. We shot and we heard a scream that we thought that we killed someone. There was that moment that I thought that. Well, we were near Trevor's family's house. Right. They own all this property. Right. So we're out there popping rabbits. Trevor lines up on this rabbit. Misses the rabbit. And we hear from his house off in the distance. (laughs) Blood curdling. So what would you do? What would you do? And then, what do you think is happening? And then Trevor's phone rings. <laughs> yes. Like a minute after that. Yes. And it's his from, brother. And it's the house. From that house. Brother. We're like, oh like, my we god, just fucking killed somebody. Right. <laughs> he was watching a football game. Yeah. Boise State when they did the trick play. Oh. Which against Oklahoma. Even, yes. Incredible. And his brother was going ape shit. Over I mean, amazing, amazing play. play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Statue yeah. of Liberty play. But that was like the relief that washed over you after like he was like, did you see that play? It was like. It Thank was a God. football game. Oh yeah. my God! Let's and, go home. And from that day on, I hated Boise State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they used to do used to do a lot of that like uh, woodsy shit out there. Like we uh, remember yeah. one time we had um, built a hog trap, and they caught we caught hogs out there. Caught a, a a girl hog, and they made a big pen for it. Cleared out a bunch of woods. What's a girl hog? Like a female hog. A woman like, hog. A, a man is a, a man hog is oh, a boar. And, yeah. and how do, do you like check? For, like you just well, you got open. a sack on him. Oh right, yeah, okay, I guess. It makes yeah, sense. you got to check. Pretty obvious. Skirt. Yeah. <laughs> so they caught a female hog, put it in the pen. Come back the next morning and subsequent mornings, and it's just filling up with male hogs. <laughs> <laughs> the female hogs oh. in there, and the male hogs are just doing whatever they can do tree down over the fence they're trying, trying to, to get in and they get in and then they can't get out they what a with, trap like, six hogs in there <laughs> and awesome. with, with what purpose to harvest hogs and cook yeah, them well, we yeah. went and killed them and slaughtered and skinned them and got the meat off them and then made pork and went up the river had a big big interesting uh, that's sick that is, I guess, some it old, was, old it was time Florida kind of stuff. It was crazy, though, because the one, the female one, killed it, strung it up from the tree, skinned it, and it's got, it was pregnant. Uh, and it had, like, all these little baby oh, sausages. Yeah, it was bad. Oh. But that, it is kind of cool. And there, is something, there is something very elemental and, like, feels good about, like, killing this animal and stringing it up from a tree and skinning it and seeing this carcass. Yeah. With, like, mm. And then eating it, like... That's so much more natural than, dude. I, it was some crazy number. What? How many pigs a Tyson factory kills? It's like twenty thousand pigs a day. Nice. Twenty thousand yeah. pigs a day. Yeah, yeah. That's you one of my customers. Twenty thousand pigs. Shout out looks Tyson. Like? It's insane. And they just there's just a line just. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> but but <laughs> I, I think we all understand that, and that's that's looking around at some people. 
you know, being self-righteous is a luxury of the modern world. Like mm. where you're looking at, you know, when people are all, uh, I guess if you're vegan or something and living that life and, but if society broke down and you got really, really hungry, like you would kill an animal and eat it. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So you need to, you need to be realistic about that in the end. I'd kill a human. <laughs> Most dangerous Jeez. game shit. I, Look at um, this guy. You yeah. jump, jump straight I to the human. I don't think that I would eat a human. Like in the absolute what end? What I don't think um, I could eat what dollar amount would it take? <laughs> like no, I don't think it would be possible. <laughs> sure, for me too. Like <laughs> I would like not be able. Then you've to. never been that hungry. I mean, I feel like I would just eat like palm fronds or something before I would eat a person. What if a person is trying to uh, take your palm fronds to eat, <laughs> and then you have to protect them? I think I would probably possibly perish before eating a person. Would yeah. you eat a person? That's a yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> hesitation counts as a yes. Look, there have been many a man stuck in situations in, in the world, like for... Uh, the Donner Party? Donner, Donner Party. Party. His example. Or the uh, that one plane, Alaskan plane crash or whatever. There was like, I don't know if that was just a movie. No, is there... I feel like there's also a difference between like, if you're in a group of people and someone dies. Right. And you're like, oh, we could eat them. Is different than... Killing someone to eat them. Right. Yeah. You know? Like, it's just sitting there anyway. Is different than... I'm pro-eating. I want to... <laughs> Pro-eating humans? Yeah. Um, well... <laughs> that's a tough one. So, uh, I would eat them. Ryan's not on the I, apocalypse team up. anymore. You would throw up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it depends how you prepare it. You could eat a human without throwing up. Yeah. Dude, we're talking. That's the thing, though. None, nice of, steak. none of us. I would throw up. None of, none nice, of us uh, have been sauce. starving. I'm talking about like that's what you have to think about. Think about not eating for a week, John. Like your body is literally like. The way to do it is you would make a stu- a soup, a big soup, <laughs> and you would just try to See? gulp down as much of the soup as now you could. You're, now you're talking. This is good. <laughs> This is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally horrifying. Like Ryan's already got recipes in his mind. He's like, a little paprika. A little. <laughs> hey Jim, get some cinnamon. You That'll gotta, be good. The trick is you gotta stab holes and shove garlic things. Yeah, in there. man. <laughs> I've been waiting for this conversation for so long. Now I can finally talk about my recipes. <laughs> There's uh, nothing wrong with surviving. Yeah. I guess so. That's the whole point of life in the end, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if it would be easier to eat an enemy. Oh yeah, totally. Than just a random person. Totally. Yeah. You know, like if you so. were, if you, if it was, the, if it was end times, and you were like in a some kind of fort or something with your like, you know, tribe, and people were like assaulting the fort, and you were having a pitched battle, and you killed a bunch of like bad guys. It would be easier to eat bad guys than. But you see what happens. Sure, someone what, you know. Sure. But you see what happens is you turn a guy into a bad guy. Like you'd be all starving and angry, and there'd be one guy be like, trying to make jokes and be like, "Hey, how about that? Shut air- up, Frank. <laughs> how about that airline food?" And everyone would be like, "We're eating you, Frank." <laughs> Something like that. Anyways, you, really, it would be uh, a lot easier to survive somewhere like in Florida, though, because. You, there's unlimited fish you can catch. It's unlimited. Yeah, for sure. Fish the would fish, be helpful. The, the fish ecology would su- almost guarantee your survival. But if someone's trying to mess up like my fishing hole, like I'm gonna eat them. If it comes down, <laughs> to I it, often dude. I often uh, think about uh, 
Armageddon situations because I, I read a lot of those kind of books. I'm like really into that whole concept. So what's your first move? Trump comes on the TV and he says, My first move my fellow is because I have shit put aside that will get me through a long period of time. You're a hoarder. No, no. I just have like emergency food. Okay. The, the move is canned goods. Draw the curtains, barricade yourself, pretend no one's home, and just sit there as long as you possibly can. Hmm. And, and let everyone just slaughter each other for a while. I, I think that's a bad move. And then emerge. Ooh. So you it, dep- would, it depends on the disaster so that we're you, talking about. So it would only be with you three. Uh, Your well, wife and baby. Depend, I mean, it would depend on the circumstances. I think you need to get, I think you need to click up. That's what I told him. You need to click up, dude. You need well, to have it, it a depends, big. Because here's here's the the most one of the most likely ways that Armageddon would come is a, an electromagnetic pulse, which would kill all electronics. So mm-hmm. so just just a background on this. It, John recommended a book. It's a really good book. It's called One Second After by Will, William Fortune, and uh, that's cool. About an electromagnetic pulse attack, where basically the- if you set nukes off in the atmosphere. It will create and everything like all electronics. Every car, every every ele- anything that has a, anything electronic. So, no more podcasts. What? Yeah, no the more po- podcasts. The podcast. No, no, done, definitely yeah. no more podcasts. That's <laughs> over. Sucks. You'd have to have, get like a, one of those like cheerleader cones, and you'd have to <laughs> go hey. in your room. <laughs> hey, anybody know any good topics? But uh, <laughs> that is so awesome to think about. But in this book. <laughs> In this book, if if the when the electronics go away, society breaks down so fast without so fast. without electronic stuff. Yeah, and the more we so progress, fast. the more dependent we are on exactly. This shit. As soon as exactly. you don't have the industrial food pipeline, within days, you're in dire straits. Dire straits. And plus, man, no refrigeration, no. Yeah. Uh, so you know, within a and few days, everything goes too, bad. Not, not to be. Um, uh, macabre or whatever but in florida a lot of like there's a big huge retired populations big elderly populations yeah and if there was no and if it was the summer and there was no air conditioning a lot of elderly elderly people would perish yeah but that's like just free food it's good <laughs> gosh he is like a taking the cannibals i'm here. so kidding about <laughs> eating people by the way uh I'm going to cut the part out where he says I'm kidding. I'm saying it's like, and by the way, it's like two ladies. I've like tripled down on it. I mean, he's already. I, uh, I, I would, I would move. I would get my shit and try to get up to my family's farm in New York. Mm. How the fuck are you going to get to New York without a car or Mm. anything? There's, you were going to walk to New York. That's the problem. Okay. So if you're, I'm worried about this scenario, there's no vehicles. I couldn't even get to my, my wife's parents' house out in the ranchettes with no car. Ah, you could do that. You I mean, you could, but you then you would have to abandon your shit. Yeah, but I would I would risk it because I'm not trying to be by myself. You right. need you need a tribe. You can't do it by yourself. Otherwise, another tribe comes along and kills you. But I could I could shit. make a pretty good stand here for a long time to the point where the, the like most of the is this a canal in the back? Uh, no, across the street. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's and good. I have plenty of. Uh, you just get these big things of pool shock. And you can, there's a certain um, amount of pool shock that you can add to water that makes it potable. Potable. <laughs> Look, the bigger point he's making is that if you could bunker down here all you wanted, but if there's a, a bigger, badder group of people that wants to come and take and say, hey, dude, you're joining us. If you no, don't no, join eventually us. Eventually, 
you need a compound with other people mm-hmm. eventually. Right. I'm talking about right in the beginning before the roving gangs of psychopaths come by. Yeah. I'm talking about the first, couple, the first couple months. Within the first year, now you're getting the road gangs and shit. And now you got to be, then I would probably make my way out to the ranchettes to my, my in-laws house erect a perimeter have dude this is a sweet story this would be a sweet movie a sweet story like for sure yeah. you know starting yeah, in sure. starting in one guy's house and then you know first the, the struggle a lot of survive. a lot of these stories out there sussman and i were th- uh in in college we were coming up with this script that we never wrote but it was about what would happen in an apocalypse and the first it was like a comedy and the first stop is to the weed dealer's house <laughs> right of course and like go and get your weed and make sure that that's all in order that, you'd have to dude, wait in line though i think a lot of people would probably have that wouldn't but, you go to walmart though like in in the event of something fuck like that? no that's the last place you want to go <clears> you <throat> need to have the shit that you need from walmart before right. it happens he's saying if it just happened out of the blue what if you just make that your compound and you got luck. everything there there's a, at any given time, there's 200 people in a Walmart. So, but I'm just saying, Walmart would be ransacked fast. immediately, it quickly. People mm-hmm. would run in there and ransack it very fast. You know, so man, mm-hmm. we uh we went into the I, apocalyptic I would, zone. I think the coolest concept for an Armageddon apocalyptic book or story would be, you know, maybe years after the event happens, and some warlord has set up a kingdom within disney world nice and it's its own protected town yeah you know what i mean they use the monorails to get around they have a school part they have a farm part they have everything it could be self-contained inside of the disney world compound could be its own like little protected armageddon city and then their rivals from six flags come down (laughs) well it wouldn't be six flags it would be like you know you'd have the apple the confederate appalachian folk yeah you know they would get together up in the mountains Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? You'd have like Texas ranchers would probably get together. You know what I mean? There would be all these weird little city states within the country who that would be trying to govern themselves. Mm. And then you would have roving packs of nutcases. Yeah. Yep. You could just blue sky Armageddon stuff forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun to think about. It is. I hope it doesn't happen. Not oh, okay, me too. That wouldn't. But be I'd fun. be ready. I'd be ready to rock. There'd be a huge percentage of people who wouldn't make it, but uh, yeah. I'd eat so many old folks. <laughs> it's not the old folks so much that you would eat, but like I'd eat anyone with a nice ham. That's what he I'm looking for. He says he's joking, but I it's hear him. a certain eagerness. <laughs> he's like, Ryan's over here, like I'm gonna start the new restaurant. You see, day. Like, tucking a napkin into your, the top of your shirt, like. Come over to Knowledge Chop House. It's oh. like on those old cartoons where they're whenever they're stuck without food and they look at the other person and it like turns into a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, that's what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> With the like little white so caps hungry. on their legs. Yeah. <laughs> like if they're on a desert island. Yeah, or something, if they're on like a, a you know life raft or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta be. You gotta that's be. I was thinking that in my mind. You gotta be savage so to savage to make it out there in the world. Yeah, but Florida, Florida would be rough. Just because of the, you know how hard it would be to live here without AC. air conditioning? Oof. Just that in itself. It would be rough, but The sur- other day, survivable. I was reading in the paper, some um, police officer, his wife, you know, his SUV, his police SUV was parked in the driveway. His wife got oh, locked I in the back seat. Oh. You know, like she forgot something in the car and was in the back seat and he was gone. And she locked herself in the back seat and died from the heat. How old? 
like a, a normal woman, a person. She's no, she was in her in her upper fifties, but she she I guess she had some underlying health How issues. How did she lock herself in her car? Well, no, a no. police like the back seat of a police car. So her her husband was a police officer. So she thought that she was looking for something in the back seat of his cop car. Like she thought something. And like was the there. door closed. And the door closed. So and now she was she stuck in there out. all day, and it was like 120 degrees. And her husband there. was sleeping. So she, yeah, that's a horrible way to die. And he that's comes, and he goes out. And he goes out in the driveway, and his his wife is now in the car. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you obviously slowly, slowly dehydrate. Like you just like, oh my god, dude, that's you bake being dude. stuck. That you know what that would but be your body like temperature, your body temperature is slowly going up, 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 and then eventually you pass you're out. In a mi- yeah, yeah, you pass out though. I bet it's painful. Like you're in a microwave. Like you go delirious though. See, that's what I think in a lot of these Ooh. situations. Eventually, you just go delirious, mm-hmm. and then you pass out, and you're gone. You know, you're gone after that. Boy, bright times on the yeah. Aging Millennial Podcast. <laughs> Cannibalism. Apocalypse. Death. Destruction. <laughs> Get it all in one spot. <laughs> Honestly, we, it's cool because we've been growing. Hell yeah. Like since our first one. Like we, every it's, episode, we're, it's like 20% more I'm surprised uh, Sean Duffy has listened. He, he seems uh, like he's yeah. got a lot of shit going on. That's the, like when you go on our podcast uh, hosting site and you look at a map of who's listening to us. It's like all over the country. There's some guy in Sweden too listen to it us. It was Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland. Actually, I was wrong about that. Shut Switzerland. up. Yeah, hey, Switzerland. Guy. Hey, guy. That's in, so badass. Hey, guy in Switzerland. All over the place. Indiana. We love the Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, we love the Swiss. Swiss are cool. Switzerland is Swiss. Sweden is Swedes. Swedes. <laughs> Switzerland. I remember when college one time there was a Swedish kid. That uh, he's friends with, remember Dustin? Oh, the Swede, the Swede, right? <laughs> and, uh, it's a it was, creative, <laughs> creative nickname. We gave him so much shit about being uh, like, like he was night, definition was like, of Swede. Like, like sometimes in the South, blonde hair, blue uh, eyes, beautiful blonde hair. Yeah, will be uh, drinking Southern Comfort or Jack Daniels at night together and getting loud and rowdy. <laughs> So we're out in the street, in the middle of the street, drinking, passing around a bottle of soda. It was at company. your house. Yeah, it was at our house in Tallahassee. I, I believe Sam Ashbaugh was there. That's how you, I'm sorry, but as a man, that's how you bond. You pass around a bottle of Southern Comfort in the street in the middle of the night, right? And the Swede was there. <laughs> and he's like, no, man, I'm okay. I'm all right. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, not to be a pusher or anything, but like, drink the fucking Southern Comfort. We're doing this. Yeah. You're doing it too. Or else we're going to give you shit. Sorry. Jeez, right. peer, peer pressure. Jeez. You know? intense no but you know you're passing around a bottle you're bro you know everyone yeah yeah, yeah. i guess take a, a, is it gonna kill you to it's take a right a swig of it's a rite country? of passage right it's a rite of passage i get it i get it for sure drink, drink, drink this of, kid you got a lot of hassle over being swedish so i have a um a liquor that's made in chicago it's called malort oh this is legendary have stuff. you have it i've heard of it yeah so the next time uh i come for a pod what, like, what is it what kind of liquor is it it's its own thing it's like kind of like Jägermeister. Uh, okay. it's, it's like I've, it's, I've heard it's like so it's probably disgusting. it's probably like for cold weather booze, like Jägermeister. It's super it, bitter. It's it's so the guy who invented it could, uh, lost his sense of smell, and so he wanted to invent something <laughs> that, that nobody else so could powerful taste. that he could taste it. Right. So well, I'm intrigued. So it's disgusting. The most I've ever done one night is uh, eight shots. I tried to get to ten. You should bring it over on and on the podcast. We should try and drink a whole bottle. A live reveal. A live reveal. It's impossible to we'll do. Just, it. We'll just pour shots. It's <laughs> impossible for one person to do. I think ten shots. I've tried. I uh, I got I actually think those, those days are behind me. The ten shot days are behind me. 
I mean, there's <laughs> 30 shots in a bottle. So is that right? Like if you're doing uh, one, ounce. I mean, if you, I got to imagine it's pretty stand, close. I'll stand you 10, 10 shots of some weird. Imagine the hangover and that stuff the next day wasn't fun. No, when you burp, it's like Ooh. the shit. It's it sometimes hurts you. it boggles my mind when I think back to like college and how you would think nothing of having six Jaeger bombs. No, you wake up, you do it again. Right. You buy a bottle of Jaegermeister, you buy a bunch of Red Bulls, and you would just drink them both like a lot. Like now, no, that then, would be a pretty big deal for me to, to do the, one Jaeger. Get bomb. an IV at the hospital. Right. <laughs> I'm on the couch. Don't. Talk to me. Draw the blinds. He's <laughs> got that bile coming up, that I'm, yellow bile. I'm going to have Uber Eats come here and bring you some sh- good shit. That's why they call us the aging millennials, man. That's why they call <laughs> us the aging millennials. Well, thank you guys for having me. I assume that because this is already my second. Oh, I think you're going to be a regular. I think it's uh, safe to say that my interviews are... are, are Top notch. Collaborations are way Top better notch. than Trevor Miller's. <laughs> way better than Ryan Zussman. I, I mean, it's been unspoken, but you know, we can we kind of admit. We've, we've had the, the whole way chief, better than Trevor Miller. Chief and way better chief, than Ryan Chief and Green thing. Uh, the, there's no way, question that these in-person ones are, are better, far, yeah. far, far better. They are. So, so it's hard to just way look better at the than Trevor Muir's and way better than Ryan. You guys, <laughs> just you guys hear that? Someone's calling you out. I think so. If you guys want to come back on and refute these claims, you're welcome on the podcast anytime at all. But I'll hey, everyone, it. like our Facebook page. We have an Instagram now. Uh, I think so. I'm going to fire up a Twitter too. Okay, Twitter, all that jazz. Let's let's get her going. Let's do it. So, Ryan, thank you, man. It's been good to hang with you today. Thank you guys for having me. This has been. Pretty fun. Cool. We'll see you again soon. See you again soon. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Aging Millennials Podcast.